the crew is showing up. We got a little business to cover before we get started. House cleaning. House cleaning. But get you a drink. We'll hit the intro, and then we'll just we'll include it. So the people that listen, all seventeen people that listen, will be part of the conversation. Hey, we have hundreds of downloads a year, a month. Hey, baby, we're charting in I think it's Romania. We are in Romania. We are. We were in the UK, but we dropped out. Yeah, we dropped out, but we're still hanging tight in top hundred. And son Romania. of a bitch. The Romanians love us. I think we went 30 seconds without saying fuck, bitch, shit, ass, cock, butthole. Pee pee poo poo fart. Well, you'll have that. All right. You ready to play this fucking intro? Yes. All right. Let's go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a haunting, paranormal and true crime podcast. We've been so long since we've actually recorded, I forgot the fucking opening. Let me ask you something, Phil. Do you know why Shoot. there's never been a pregnant Barbie? Uh, she has no uh, hoo-ha. Because Ken came in a different box. Shoot me. What do we got? <laughs> I, I don't know what. I don't know where to go from here. Honestly, I just don't know. No, uh, tonight we're doing true crime. We're Travis is going to uh, explain some true crime craziness, which I'm kind of fascinated with the story. I've never heard this one. Which blows my mind. Well, you know me. I don't like true crime. But you do. You just, I, you I, just didn't know you like true crime it's until right. we started Some of it's out. all right. I do have some opinions on serial killers. I, I mean, I'm more true crime rather than serial killers. Like the shootout, the war. The bank mm-hmm. robbery in L.A. Yeah, that I would love to cover. That, I could do that because they they redid it in Heat. That was what the movie Heat. That little shootout on the I street. Can share the video. I like that. Serial killers. Not we so can much. do that. We could totally do an episode on that because OJ's coming up. OJ's got to be done soon. Uh, OJ, we got to do I'm OJ. Tear that because as everybody knows, personal opinion, OJ fucking did it. What? You think? I'm just way to go for out. Myself. On a big I can't, ass I can't speak for now. anybody. Else. I know things. I know things that other fuckers don't know. No, but true crime. That they probably but do. Serial killers, I'm not a big fan of because, let's be honest. Depending on the serial killer. All serial, Ed Kemper, great. I have an opinion on all serial killers. What? They're pussies. They, they, they pick on the weak. They pick on women. They pick on children. You never hear a serial killer. That's kill, true. Killing nobody. Dahmer. And not, this is going to sound bad, but it wasn't the toughest group of people that he Why, murdered because they were gay well yeah they're not the most Did you see the fucking cat in the netflix series <sighs> okay Homeboy was jacked yes i'm sure in real life he's like the, five feet tall but... i'm sure the man that he actually murdered in real life i love the gay community i love you guys but you're not the toughest some bitches on the planet. Now there are some. Not sure if we're talking to the gay community. I don't know how big of a we're not a big gay community we're not a big following we have we should we should be we are both we are both proponents of the gay. Um, fucking uh, speaking of Cleveland banned uh, what is it? Gay aversion therapy or whatever it is. That's a whole episode in and of itself. That shit is fucked up. I'm just saying. And react attaction attachin attack uh, 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 what is it? React reaction attachment therapy or whatever. That's a whole fucking episode too. That shit's fucked okay. up. I'm just saying, serial killers generally don't go after the alpha males of the fucking world. You would think. 
you know, you want to impress me, kill the Cleveland Browns. In sports or in real life? No, if a serial killer... Because you don't have to be a serial killer to do that in sports. You could just be... No, I'm just saying, like a, a serial a killer should go after, say, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you could just be a, NFL a football mid-tier team. football, high school football It ain't going to happen. You never know. In the movies, maybe, but not in real life. They're going to pick on women. They're going to pick on children Pick on children and kill children and kill women and rape women and all that stuff. See, and that could be... That, that one would work out, too, because that, be, that would be a decent name. The what? Cleveland Brown Killer? That That would... Hey, doing actually doing. There's already doing the Lord's Brown. work. There's already a Cleveland Brown killer. It's called their ownership. All right. So, but who are we going? Who are we talking about tonight? Before tonight, we do, we're going to do our house cleaning here real quick. But give well, the people. Let's do, I say we do the house cleaning okay. first. Fuck um, it, and then we'll just roll. Because I don't know how long this conversation is going to be. There's quite a few pages here. There is going to be. There's some changes coming to go. This is going night. to be very story mode. Yes. Uh we are, if for those are longtime listeners, and if you're new here, welcome. But sorry, generally we do these episodes. We do two episodes a week, generally. Yes. Uh, Sunday or Monday is generally our topical, like what we're doing this evening, and then Wednesday yes. is generally our what we affectionately call "What the fuck Wednesday," where you and I just shoot the shit and have fun and screw around. Oh, with the people I was wondering chat. what exactly house cleaning you were right. going to be talking about. This is this is the house cleaning. Yes, which we've discussed. And we also do a Patreon exclusive member uh, episode live stream on Wednesdays as well after the What the Fuck Wednesday. That's changing. We from now here on out for at least the for foreseeable future, we will be recording only on Wednesdays. We are going to record seven to eight o'clock. Generally, probably we're going to try seven o'clock to do our regular episodes. And then afterwards, instead of doing our Patreon episodes, we are going to record our What the Fuck Wednesdays, but they will not be live. They will only be live for the Patreon members. So you Patreon members know that I send an email or I I send a bulk email out to you guys, let you know the uh, link to that Patreon exclusive. That That is how we're going to be doing the What the Fuck Wednesdays from now on. Yes. But the only difference is, once the live stream is complete and done and we've had our fun with you guys, it will be available on YouTube for everybody else. You, the Patreon members, are the only ones that get to view it live and interact with us. Early access. Early access, whatever. However you want. That, so Wednesdays is the catch-all day for us. This now. is all subject to change. Maybe once things settle down and the dumpster fires calm down, we might go back to the normal scheduled programming. But. That's how things are going to work. So we greatly appreciate everybody that has been hanging in there with us in these uh, trying times of trying to get to record episodes. But we're back, and hopefully we can get back on this schedule, make it a little bit easier for us to speak to the masses. We're really just condensing. Yes. For the sake of time. So let's get into it. What are we covering tonight, Travis? Tonight we're covering Andre Chikatilo. Chikatilo. Yes. I'm going to very much, very much, very do the bad Russian accent. Well, this is you don't do the whole fucking thing in that. Let's not do that. You know, you don't hear a lot about Russian serial killers. That's because they're not serial killers; they're just citizens. Well, that's what what I was leading to. Let's be honest; they're just normal people. The Russians are hard individuals, but yeah, they literally they like just. They get into fucking like fender benders where there's no clear damage, and then like, so you know, there's like an AK-47 and a fucking machete pulled out, and they're like, "Nostrovia vodka, bitches." They are some hard ass individuals. 
They really are. I There's mean, what do you expect? Look where, just look where they live. It's Have cold. you ever seen those docu- like fucking documentaries where it's just like ding dong, and it's just fucking like blasting Arctic winds and bears and shit, and everybody's just walking around like this is my normal day to day life. I live in one room in apartment. It cost me seventy six percent of my annual incomes to live there per month. I'm in debt. Yeah. I did. I watched a fucking. I think it was Russia. There was like a fucking, like a, a biogeneticist or some shit like that, and he lived in like a fucking one room apartment, and like there was like fucking sewage drainage come like leaking through his roof and shit, and he was like, "This is the best that I can do. I am not of social class that gets me very good thing." What is problem? Uh, I was obviously in my haste to set up the studio. What we forget? I. I'm well lit. You are not exactly well lit. That light is a little focused on me. I fix. You fixed. You fixed that real quick. Yes. I mean, Fucking granted, granted, I'm the good looking one of the podcast. Look at it. I literally fucking reset this chair to the highest level right before we did this. So I should be better lit than you, but I don't want to hog all the spotlight. Literally. I'm darker complected. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm pale as fuck. Look at this. I literally fixed See, this that's fucking much, piece of shit. That's much gooder. Much more good. God damn it. All I right. A new fucking chair. So, I'm splurging. I'm getting yeah. one of those chairs with the fucking backrest and the pillow and shit. There you go. Uh, but Russians are they're some badass individuals. I have notes for you, the Russians. You know, getting a little topical, you know, when World Excuse War Three, when World War Three breaks out, everybody's all going home about all this shit going on. I don't think we want to fuck with the Russians. I think it's all. I think it's all a conspiracy. I think when it really pops off, Russia's going to be leading the fucking charge, and then when it goes down, they're going to turn around and be like, hey, "Take these backseas. We're friends with the Americans. Fuck you, Chinas." Because you know, I'm old, and I I look at these younger generations when the draft, when they start drafting people when we go to war, World War Three. Who are they drafting? Eighteen to what? Twenty five. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, I'm too old. Boom. Have you seen Have you seen our eighteen to twenty five year old? It's amazing. We're fucked. There's some good ones. Some, but not on average. I don't know. You might get one out of ten. I mean, how are you going to have kids, like young people, going to war when they're afraid to have human interaction? Like they're exactly. like, can, there's literally can we do this FaceTime. There's literally kids out here that are like afraid to go to the fucking like to call in a pizza order. I know we're fucked. Can we do it online? No, you have to call them. No, even better, you have to walk up and order it from the fucking right. counter. All right, let's just get hope, up there, Skyler. Let's ho- just hope World War Three doesn't break out. It's going to eventually. All right, let's. I'm get, not fucking worried about it. Let's get into the Russian or the Soviet Union. This is Soviet time, so the Soviet Union serial killers back in the USSR. So, shall we? We shall. Yes, we shall commence for to talk about the deaths and the atrocities of the Russia. <coughs> Excuse me. So tonight we're talking about Andrei Tikatilo. Chikatilo. If you don't know who that is, you're fucking about to bu- buckle up, Buttercup. You're going to find out. Talk to me. Andre Chikatilo was born on October 16th, 1936, in the village of Yubluchna in the Sumy Oblast of the Ukrainian SSR. At the time of his birth, Ukraine was in the grip of a famine caused by Yosef Stalin and forced uh, the collectivization of agriculture. Sweet. Yes, his parents were both collective farmer farm laborers who lived in a one-room hut, and they didn't get wages from their work. They just got the right to 
cultivate a piece of land that was behind the family hut. So there's no income. There was just the right to produce your own food if if possible. Okay. Which, as far as I know, Russia does not have the most abundant land as far as growth of crops. They have a lot of tundra space. Yes. A lot of snow. Like, I don't hear about a lot of Russian corn or no. wheat. Siberia apparently is a cold-ass place. Taters. I well, know Siberia this. is just a portion, but, you know. I know this because I've seen Rocky Flats. I'm pretty sure the coldest place in the world is in Russia. Like, on average, day to day. Well, isn't actually Siberia actually above the Arctic, Cir- Arctic Circle? I'm sure it I probably it is. is. I'm not, you know. Well, there's plenty of people who live above the Arctic Circle, but. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm just saying it's fucking cold. I mean, just look at fucking Life Below Zero. That one crazy chick that lives by herself. She walks out there and she's like, I'm hunting the badger because if you don't hunt him, you become the, you become the hunted. And I'm not going to do that. And then she sits there barefoot after she gets home for the night and smokes cigars. It's very isolated existence. It's, it's, dude, literally, it's just her. She had know, a pet I've fox seen, last time I saw. I've seen it. <laughs> not like a pet pet, but like a pet. Can you imagine this, the wear and tear on her vibrator? I would imagine at this point her vagina has just healed back together. That is true. It's cold. Like right. she's gotten so so far out there for so long that her body's just like, nope, this is a point of egress for predators and for illness. Let's close this up, Barbara. Or whatever her fucking name is. All right. She literally just hangs out with like a fucking like a long barrel three fifty seven, just Jay chilling next to her her recliner. It's interesting. It's actually a pretty interesting show. You should watch it. Check it out. Check out Life Below Zero. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Andre, get back to Andre. So the family was clearly poor. They had no income. They just had the ability to cultivate land, so, uh, some land. So on top of that, as we were talking about, Russia's not known for its exports in uh, goods of this of this sorts. Other than oil, yes. Yes. So they didn't really have a sufficient amount of food. Not abnormal. So Andre Chikatilo, Chikatilo, you have to say it with the accent, actually claimed that he hadn't eaten bread until he was 12 years old. Which in today's health fitness craze, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, I know. Most kids nowadays probably never had bread. They only have that cauliflower shit. Fuck that cauliflower Can I have shit. a cauliflower pizza with uh, vegan pepperoni? Do, do, do I need to tell my... I told you that my vegan story. I about punched a little girl. Please Chipotle, do. Now Chipotle. that we're on the point of vegan and talking about people not having food, let's talk about first world this, problems. This teenage girl at Chipotle made a big deal that she wanted... made Let everybody know she wanted a vegan bowl. Yes. Made a big fucking deal about it. Yes. So proud of herself. She's saving the planet in global warming, not eat, killing animals. I, agree I don't know what Berg. the fuck that has to do with it, but I don't give a fuck. Made a big deal about how she's eating a vegan bowl. Did she do it in, like in Greta Thunberg style? Was she sitting Pretty there much. at the fucking sneeze guard like, I don't want any chicken on my bowl. It kills but I will take the aluminum and the cardboard, please. She's being very judgmental of those of those of us who have chicken stacked mile-high in our bowl. Oh, yeah. I'm getting double chicken. I've gotten, dude, I've gotten triple chicken before. I'm seeing their pain, and I'm listening to this, ment- making a mental note that you are a twat waffle. Mm, I think you stole that one from me. I think I did, actually. So she gets to the area where they add stuff. Mm-hmm. And this... The accoutrement. This... 
soapbox that she was on came crumbling fucking down. Let's be real. After after you've already told me the story, she wasn't on a soapbox. She was on like an apple crate missing one of the fucking middle. Like you can't even read the brand of the fucking apple. Or so she got all her extras on there on her vegan. Let me. Can I get it. corn? All the salsa. And then she adds. Guess what she adds? Fucking cheese. I vegan turned and looked fuck. and said, it's not vegan then. It's vegetarian, you cunt. I said it. Not to her. Oh, I wanted. I, I See, wouldn't. I wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have, like, I, like, verb, I wouldn't have said I, words. I didn't say shit. I just turned and looked like this. I went. Yeah, I wouldn't have said words. And it wouldn't have been a big deal if she didn't make such a big freaking yeah. deal about, I'm getting vegan. Oh, yeah, I am so much better than you. She was trying to be a social a justice warrior. I wouldn't have said anything or even looked at her. If I was sitting there pay with my, you know, putting my credit card back in my wallet and she's like, uh, vegan, 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 vegan. And then she was like, yeah, can I get cheese on that? I wouldn't have said anything. I would have literally just put my shit in my pocket and, like, ha! and just walked away. Be like, what are you laughing at? And then that's where I turn around. And I go, well, uh, fucking uh, Haley spelled in a weird way, or Kendra spelled with a fucking Q and a U. Take your pick. Let's have a chat. Stupid cheese is made of fucking milk. Milk is an animal byproduct. You. Are the byproduct of two fucking dumb people who never should have been allowed to procreate. And now I have to deal with your stupid shit. And you're going to look at me like I'm an asshole because you're too fucking stupid to be whatever the fuck kind of justice fucking warrior you are. Take your ass back to your bullshit wannabe Wakanda fucking throne sitting. Y'all don't give a shit. Bitch, you're probably wearing fucking leather underwear. Like, I'm a vegan. This leather was made from banana leaves. No, it wasn't, you fucking idiot. Go back to the back of the line and start again. Throw her bowl away. She's paying for the first one. She's got to pay for the second one, and the second one's going to be vegan. It's going to be fucking lettuce, every salsa, the corn, and then, like, my fucking ass juice because I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm not even going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to drop trowel right there in front of the rest of the people in Chipotle's line. I'm going to get their fucking their sink squeegee that they use to make sure there's no water spots on the stainless triple bay. And then I'm just going to squeegee my fucking fat, ugly ass cheek. And I'm going to be like, guess what? You got to do it again now, stupid, because that's not fucking vegan either. That came from an animal. Uh, but it just it just irked me that she was so up on her high horse about having vegan. And, and could, then you fucked it up. She, she could tell she was looking at me with my mound of wonderful protein chicken yeah i mean it was orgasmic i had so much chicken on that bitch. dude i had so a whole good. chicken yeah a whole big cock on my freaking <laughs> bowl and she was looking at me so like i am the Satan, <laughs> I, would have, Satan. I would have taken that opportunity too because as soon as she looked at me with that second scoop the double scoop of chicken as soon as she looked over me in disgust i'd have been like you know what? Fuck it. Will you get me? A, I'll take two bowls. But in this one, I just want fucking chicken. <laughs> if she wouldn't have been cool about it, I wouldn't even. It wouldn't have bothered me. Whatever. You're just a, you're just a young ignorant kid. But no, you got up on your high horse and made such a big deal about 
eating vegan. I don't think that a lot of people there. that say they're going vegan understand how difficult that shit is. Oh, and how gross like not like more power to you but like i've tried some vegan shit before and some of it just isn't fucking good like that satan it's a it's a it's a a meat substitute i've never even had a possible burger those aren't terrible like i have like we have those at work i've tried i tried one they can't be good for you though all that fucking they bleed all that chemical shit they put into to make well the taste it can't be good they quote unquote bleed because they use uh like beet juice, yeah. yeah, it's weird. They're not. I mean, they're not bad though. I, there's there are better veggie options than Impossible Burger. So, I've actually had some veggie burgers that were like fucking good, but they weren't pretending to be meat. Excuse me. Guess what that burp tasted like? Fucking meat. <laughs> All his, right. His name was fucking Ignatius. I All needed right. the twenty dollars. All right, we've had enough. Uh, yeah, that was a long rant about, about a stupid fucking kid that thinks the vegan. Ohio Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is. That's like saying you're fucking like I'm a pescatarian. Now, please excuse me. I'm going to go to lunch and eat my whale sandwich. I know, I know. Whales I are, whales like are said, mammals. She just would have been cool about it. I wonder if that counts. That would, can't count, right? I don't know. Whale can't count towards pescatarianism, can it? Because it is a mammal. It is of mammalian descent. Is true. Don't get me into this one. I could go on. A, I I listen to a re-listen to a marsupials podcast. I could go all day about mammals and fucking about placental mammals, marsupials. It's, it's so interesting. Did you know that most marsupials have cloacas? I don't even know what that is. A cloaca is the opening on reptiles that contains like the reproductive organs. But a lot of marsupials have cloacas. Huh. Right. This is information I did not need to know. No, but it's fucking interesting. All right, though. let's get back to serial killers from Russia. Listen to a whole. I'm I'm almost done with the one about Stegosaurus for that I was listening to today. Okay, we're still we're 20 minutes in. We haven't yeah. got off the first page yet. Um, now Andre Chikatilo also said that him he and his family often had to eat grass and leaves, in to as an effort to not just starve. Getting back to vegetarianism. <laughs> That's how you go vegan, you fucking dumb twat idiot go eat some go there you go if you want to be vegan just tell your dad to sell the lawnmower and just go out there and goat your way through that shit and what are you gonna say oh it's winter there's snow on the ground bitch caribou do it you get a little hydration if it's good enough if it's good enough good enough good enough for rudolph and donner and prancer and blitzen and fucking blitzkrieg and Danzig, then you can fucking go eat the brown grass under the shit. You don't need a drink. It's already got fucking up snow on top of it. There's the hydration. Eat a fat sack a of fucking, fucking dicks. Right there. Oh, wait, you can eat a fat sack of dicks because you're vegan. Yeah, that's the other thing. Huh. We'll get in. We'll, we'll save that. <laughs> we'll for, save we'll that, save that for, for not sure. on Let's YouTube. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Bookmark that. Put a dog ear on <laughs> let me, that. Let me write that fucking down. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Andre Chikatilo was repeatedly told by his mother, Anna, that prior to his birth, an older brother of his named Stepan had, uh, when he was four, had been kidnapped and cannibalized by starving neighbors. Now, it's never been established whether the incident actually occurred 
or if Stepan Chikatilo ever even existed. But uh, besides the point, like it kind of went hand in hand with what he was experiencing. And that wasn't uncommon. That did happen in Russian society around these times, like in harsh times, especially there was a, uh, I'd have to look it up. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was a, a, uh, an Island of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fuck. Like they did it to put Napoleon. Jeffrey Epstein Island. No, said an Island of fuck. No, they did it like to Napoleon and shit. Exile. There was oh, okay. a, an Island of exile or Australia. in Russia. One of the two. And that was just commonplace. Oh, okay. Like, they were just left to their, a bunch of people were left to their own devices, and when they got there, they were like, they weren't even, like, nuts. They were just like, we didn't have food, so we ate fucking Oksana. I think that is a much better way to, uh... What happened in Chile? I think that they should get rid of jails. And just let people eat each other? No. Oh, exile them? Exile them to find... That's how you end up with fucking Australia. But there are some hot women coming out of Australia. And some hot dudes, let's be honest. Oh, I'd fuck the Hemsworth brothers. Same time. Power, Eiffel Tower, me boys. Power top or power bottom? Which one are you going for? Front to back. Doesn't matter to me. Top to bottom, baby. T to B. <sighs> Trying to get that Thor's hammer. <laughs> and whatever his brother is. But there is. are some very attractive people out of that penal well, colony. really attractive people out of everywhere. But like... Uh, have you seen where we live, motherfucker? There's a couple <laughs> what that don't live in the area they moved here from somewhere else <laughs> they're driving through but anyway i digress so when the soviet union entered the second world war andre's father roman was conscripted into the red army he actually ended up being taken prisoner after he was wounded in combat so that sucks me there's worse thing Death would be worse, I guess. Cannibalism. <laughs> Cannibalism. Being vegan and putting cheese on stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> so between 1941 and 1944 was the time that he had been the fuck captured and, and, and imprisoned. I don't know. The fucking the cleaning person that we pay $43,000 a year to clean the L.A. studio probably left it here. That was part of the reason also why we haven't done an episode in a while. It is a nightmare to try to get private flights from Ohio to Los Angeles and back right now. Uh, okay, let's let's be real. The studio is no longer in L.A. We moved it back to Ohio. I will not go to California ever. See, again. actually, that's not entirely true either. Phil is it, Phil is at home. He has we have he has bought another home and transitioned our old house into strictly a studio for podcasting. And there's actually you can't see it because it's perfectly green screened in. But I'm actually being. I am being fucking uh what's the word? Help us, Luke Skywalker. You're our hologram. I am being holographically imposed here from my new dwelling in the highest building in Dubai. Um so Russian killing people. So Andre Chikatilo witnessed some of the effects of the Nazi occupation of the Ukraine. Flash was a foreshadowing. History. It's yes. Which, he, in his own words, he described seeing the, the things that he saw as horrors. Right. Which, yes, we all know that. That, to, to be true, all fucking ready. 
We all know what happened in the Holocaust and in World War II, not just in to Jewish people. No. Just in general, that shit was fucked. A lot of shit, nasty shit going on. And while on. we're on the subject, just sidebar, fuck anybody who is a Holocaust denier. I can't believe that's a real thing. Anyway, so he also added into this that he witnessed bombings, fires, and shootings from which he and his mother would hide in cellars and ditches. Again, circling back to, it was fucked up all the way around. Just in general. So on one occasion, he actually he and his mother were forced to watch their own hut burn to the ground. Also fucked, especially for a small child. But a hut didn't take. Did well. they give him marshmallows at least? Do they have marshmallows in Russia? I don't know. I've never been to Russia. Like, I mean, what's a Russian marshmallow? Is it just like a big cotton ball with like fucking Stalin spit on it? And dipped in vodka. There's the sweetness. He just plucks one mustache hair and throws it for you. That melts into chocolate. Maybe. Stalin's mustache was made of chocolate. You heard it here first. Nothing but facts. <laughs> <laughs> so with his dad away at, in war actively, Andre and his mother shared a single bed, and he was a chronic bedwetter. And because of this, his mom would berate him and beat him, which... Well, she's doing laundry. I understand, uh, but that—that's that, also I part of the McDonald triad. The we've talked about that before. The, the McDonald triad—the three things that almost all killing of animals. Yes, unless it's a cat, that's acceptable. And arson, basically, yes, are the three things. Check. Makes me wonder: Did they? Did he want make? Did they wake him watch it, his hut burn down, or did he just? I sorry, mother. I did not mean to leave the oven open when you put the whatever the fuck Russian people put in oven. I did not mean to leave the oven open when you put in the goulash made of dirt. <coughs> so, so maybe two checks, possibly. Probably. Where is the family dog? We're gonna keep going here. Okay. 1943, Andre Chikatilo's mother gave birth to a baby girl named Tatiana. The most Russian name ever. All of them. Tatiana. Andre. Whatever his fucking mom's name was. But his dad's name's Roman. Roman? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Just throw that in there. Fuck it. So, because his dad had been part of the Red Army since 1941... His sister was born in 1943. His dad could not have fathered that child. So his mom was a hoe. Not quite. Oh, okay. This isn't, we don't know for sure. But in this time, a lot of Ukrainian women were being raped by German soldiers. Oh. So there's a big speculation that his sister Tatiana was the result of his mother being raped by a German soldier. Was Tatiana blonde-haired, blue-eyed? I, I I don't know. But on top of that, they shared a one-room hut. So chances are this happened while young Andre Ticatillo was in the room. So one would hope not. You would you would hope not, but We'll see. There's there's more examples of fucked up shit like this in the future because there is another situation that we're going to do that is tied into World War II or part of it that I think is going to be a Patreon exclusive because it's... Holocaust of Nine? No. Okay. It's real fucked up. We've had brief conversations about it. 
But I think that's going to be Patreon exclusive because it's real bad. A little too spicy for the general it's public. It's bad. It okay. literally, I've said it before, it it involves, uh, reading about it, it involved the single worst sentence I've ever read in my life. Well, do tell. Now I'm curious. No. It's it, it take rape and multiply it by two hundred. You can't get no. You can. You can't. Get no, you through. can. You'll know one day. Maybe we'll do it soon. Maybe we'll take one of my days off or something, and we'll just fucking not record live. We'll record it because I would like to do start doing that. Start doing some Patreon exclusive shit because that I don't want to talk about that on YouTube live and shit like that. It's All fucked right. up. It's fucked up. <laughs> Excuse me. So in September of 1944, Andre began going to school. Well, good. So some normality for the young good man. Good for Andre. Yes. Um, he was really shy, but very studious when he was young. And he, but he, uh, he was also like really weak and uh, would have to go to school in like homemade, handmade clothes. And which, you know. Got him made fun of on top of the fact that by 1946, his stomach was swollen from hunger while going to school. So he just, like, he never had an easy time. I'm really painting a a fucking, like, a a sad picture of this kid. It will fucking flip turn that right upside down, fresh print style. That whole phenomenon there. The swollen stomach. stomach Proves that God has a shitty sense of humor. God, God, if God is real, he gives children cancer. But think about it. What do you do to lose weight? You cut calories. Yeah. Which isn't the best way to do it. Yeah. But that's the most popular way to do it. People think you need to eat less to lose weight. So Works get, for me. You get to a certain point. I got told today that I look skinnier. I was like, thanks. You want a blowjob? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't know Ray Charles was alive and came to your work. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Blackson. He said, they said I was so dark that Stevie Wonder sees me every day. That's fucking dark. He said, they said I'm so dark I look like under the bed. Well, congratulations. I'm proud of myself. But anyway, let's talk about uh, starving Soviet children. Yes. (laughs) So uh, several times over his childhood, his hunger caused him to faint both at home and while he was at school. And... Obviously, you put all of those things together. He was bullied like a motherfucker, which, as we all know, we both share the opinion, and we I hope that all of our listeners share the opinion. Fuck bullies. Well, you know, I I think there is a... I think bullies do serve a purpose, uh, to a certain extent. It's called a punching bag. I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that, like... But you need a little adversity in your life. You do, but you just need to hit them. Right. You, it, Violence is not always the answer, but some bullies deserve to just get hit in the fucking head. I don't head. give a fuck what anybody says. There's always going to be a... It's human nature. We bully each other. Yeah. People we do not like. And it's, see, the problem is when it comes from a bad point, you and I do it all the time. But we also, like, fucking live together and depend on each other's incomes and work out together and eat together and watch fucking shitty wrestling events together. Like there's, there's, there's a line there is when you're bullying somebody strictly just to fucking bring them down, you're a dick. And when that person punches you in the fucking mouth, I'm going to go, fuck you, 
Hit him again. Right, but I think that is the purpose of bullying. You have to learn to fight. I you, think to an extent. I see where you're coming for, from. Stand up for yourself. Yes, I, I see where you're it coming sucks, from. It sucks, I know, but you, you, you got one or two options. It's a sink or swim type of situation. And that is everything in life. You have one or two options. Yeah, and you fuck them up. Or you, just, or you just outdo them. Fight or flight. Well, I also have no problem when people are like, two wrongs don't make a right. I'm sorry. I will laugh my ass oh, off. Oh, here's the thing. When the kid that runs his mouth gets yeah. his gets outrun by the kid that he's fucking with, best thing ever. So I, funny. You know, two, the whole thing, two wrongs don't make a right. Some, <laughs> some people will never learn a lesson. They need to experience pain to learn a fucking lesson. Yeah, when you're about to fight your bully and your mom's like, two wrongs don't make a right, Jeremy. You say, yeah, well, guess what, bitch? Three lights, three rights make a left, and then you go punch your bully. It's just like children. Putting me in timeout would have not corrected anything. I was, <laughs> I was making sure that my analogy, my number of right You can ask right. my mother if she's still in the live chat. You can ask her this. She quit sending me to my room. I'm like, okay, see ya. It was not a punishment. So the butterfingers were enough. Now, when... You know, that right cross or, you know, coming after me with a belt, making me run and get some exercise, I learned a fucking lesson. To work off the butterfingers. Right. To work off the butterfingers. But sending me <laughs> to my room, I was like, okay. Where was I? Continue. Um, so when he was at home, uh, young Andre and his sister were almost all the time, they were being berated by their mom. Um, his sister actually later recalled that in spite of the hardships endured by her parents, their dad was actually a very kind man, whereas their mom was just a fucking bitch. That'll, you know. That's me, very common, too. But that's common with serial killers. Who yes. else what was it? Ed Kemper. Ed, uh, Gein? Wasn't Gein's mom? Uh, no. That he Ed Gein and his mom had, like, an unnatural, <laughs> weird relationship. There was another serial killer we covered that was kind of like that. Uh, Dahmer's, Dahmer's mom, mom was a fucking him. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot of them. A lot of a lot of bad female presence in uh, in the murder world. Right. Anyway, so uh, he started developing a passion for reading and memorizing data. And would often study at home, both to increase his sense of self-worth and to compensate for his myopia, which often prevented him from reading in the classroom blackboard. Yes. Uh, Do we need to explain to these young kids what a blackboard is? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask about myopia. <laughs> I have no idea what that is, but I don't Do want to We'll get the Webster Dictionary version of What would you do? I hit it with my phone and it just got an attitude. So we'll just pull we'll pull up the uh the definition instead of me trying to work my way through it off the top of my head because it never really comes out right when you try to do stuff like that with medical terms. <coughs> Excuse me. It's Oh, wow. I guess I could have just done that cuz I like I had an idea and literally what I was going to say is more words than what Google just told me. Nearsightedness. Oh. That's all Google says. <laughs> see, but I'm me, so I'd have been like, it's like when you can see close, but you can't see far, you know? I have myopia. Like, I can, I'm fine. Well, not here, but like right here, perfectly fine. You actually look attractive right now. Ha <laughs> ha! 
So by his teenage years, Andre Ticatillo was both a model student and a hardcore communist. He was appointed editor, editor of his school newspaper by the time he was 14 and chairman of the Pupils Communist Party Committee two years later. Uh, he was very adamant about reading communist literature. He was also delegated the task of organizing street marches. Now, although he claimed learning did not come easy to him due to his headaches and a poor memory, he was the only student from the collective farm to complete the final year of study, graduating with an excellent grade in 1954. Well, good for him. So he's a bullshit artist communist. He's a nearsighted future serial killer. That communist. Is communist. The worst part is communist, as we all know. Well, not now. Dirty commies. Apparently, everybody loves communism now. Yeah, because that's what apparently that's what everybody wants America to become. Communist. It's amazing. I love when seeing people on TikTok and shit when they're like talking about how much they love communism and blah 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 blah, and they're like, "Do you know what Hitler was? Well, he was a fascist, but like a fat. I mean, hand in hand. You know who and doesn't like, want communism? Who people that have come from Soviet." Right, migrate here. There you go. You don't want that shit, but whatever. I'm on to the each their own. I'm on the down. I'm on the final leg of this race. I don't give a shit. Oh yeah, you got like two good years in you. I'm liable to keel over. Any I don't minute. know. I just can't wait till you get those AARP benefits and get into one of those retirement communities. I'm totally gonna just. I'm gonna be slide in there. Hey, Does we, that person? That person can't live here. They are not of retirement age. Oh, he's just staying for a couple of days. Hey, we've covered this. I look good for an old man. So, um, <laughs> now when Andre Ticatillo hit puberty, he quickly discovered that he had chronic impotence. Which, oh, that was, that, that, yeah. that'll drive any man to right. kill somebody. Which actually got worse with his social awkwardness and throw in his abundance of self hatred. And I feel sorry for him. Blue Chew was not a thing back in 1954 or whatever. No, he just tied a stick to it. To uh, popsicle sticks and honey, get cake. the stick. So <laughs> no blue chew. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Andre. Yeah, so he was shy around girls. Um, his first crush wasn't until he was seventeen, which I found weird. Seventeen, like I had like everybody, like who doesn't have that like fake ass little girlfriend when they were in like fucking preschool and shit? Just because it was like the girl that lived down the street that you could see regularly. I had all the hoes back in elementary school. <laughs> Jesus. Did you just call elementary school girls hoes? When I was in elementary school, I did. Uh, you want to try that one again? When I was in elementary school, I elementary did. Elementary school? Elementary. <laughs> so, again, at age 17, he had his first crush, who was a girl named Lilia Barishevia, with whom he had become acquainted through his school newspaper. But he was chronically nervous in her company and never asked her on a date. Pussy. The same year, Andre Chikatilo jumped upon an 11-year-old friend of his younger sister and wrestled her to the ground, ejaculating as the girl struggle struggled in his grip. Here we go. We're well, getting. We're got. We're getting to the crazy. Well, that's just lack of experience. A little friction. Got a little excited. Have you ever? What was that? American Graffiti. Have you ever seen what about that? yeah, like years ago? Uh I think it was Fran Drescher's 
scroll. Yeah. They're going to do it. And she's in the front seat. He's in the back seat. By the time she gets in the back seat, he's already done. That's a fucking business opportunity. She can make millions off that. Fran Tresher should voice Godzilla in the next movie. All right. It'd be perfect. So, yeah, uh, here we go. That's the start of it. Now we're getting some inklings of some weird shit popping off here. So, <laughs> excuse me. After he graduated, Andre applied for a scholarship at Moscow State University. Who knew that that was a thing? Who knew that you could go to Russia? You could go MSU. Michigan State? No. Moscow State University. Great, they, great party school. They probably we drank all the vodka. They have a, probably have a A&M and a tech. Moscow Tech. Stalingrad Polytechnical University. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's fucking stupid. Um, so he passed the entry, entrance exam with really good scores, um, but his grades were not deemed good enough to be accepted into the school. Oh, poor baby. Me. Why don't you go wrestle people? Go figure a Russian gets off on wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's... Like Justin Habiber. <laughs> no? No. No? Okay. No. So um, he speculated that his scholarship scholarship application was rejected due to his father's tainted war record. Oh, I'm well, sorry. <laughs> she's not because of his taint. He had a like, weird what, taint and he didn't get into what college. What the fuck does that got to do with anything? I don't think that's adding to the story, Travis, but okay, continue. So... When uh, and this is fucked up. His dad had a tainted war record. You just want to keep. You just keep saying tainted. So I he had, he I had a he had a grundled war record <laughs> because you know why they call it your taint. I'm sure you're gonna tell us because it ain't your it taint your ball sack and it taint your asshole. It's a good one. But seriously though, you know Insert why his laugh track you here. know why his dad had a quote unquote tainted war record? Because when he got taken prisoner in nineteen forty three, he was labeled a traitor. Well that's very unfair. Right. Unless he just surrendered Even for Russia that seems a little harsh. Well, you know, not everybody can be What what where's their POWMIA flags? Could you imagine if that shit happened, like, after Vietnam, when all the fucking POWs came back and people were just fucking throwing rotten vegetables at them? They're fucking traitor! Christopher Walken's just in the back, like, I've got a watch in my ass! Well, let's be honest. Didn't some people kind of do that to McCain? Because he was Fair a POW, and didn't they? Fair what, enough. Am I misre- misremembering this? Or I think. Didn't some people say he was, the way he kind of survived, he was giving up secrets and shit? I... I Watch everybody's like that's not true, and like behind closed doors, he's speaking Vietnamese. To people, okay. I, mean, I just remember that, but so it's probably more common. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that common. like it, like you do the right. Well, you put was, enough bamboo shoots under people's fingernails, well, they're going to the, tell you where the fucking encampment is. The MK Ultra episode we did, remember? Uh-huh. That's how one of the reasons it got started because in the Korean War, all the POWs coming back from the Korean War. I were were acting a little weird because they were brainwashed, and that's yeah. what we said, oh yeah we said we need to do that shit. Oh yeah, I mean that's it's not it's not, it's not it's not surprising, but like just by being captured, you're a traitor now. Like you're pussy, therefore traitor, therefore dead. Well, let's be honest, Russians like we covered at the beginning of this podcast, they're hard motherfuckers. According to the Wild Boys, 
with Steve-O and Chris Pontius, Russia is stern but fair. You either come back from the war or you die. There's no captured. Uh, Vitor got captured two weeks later. He's like, walks in. He's like, got one leg. His eyeballs hanging out of his head. And he's like, the fuck are you doing here? Why are you not dead? I escaped. And you did not then immediately try to fight all of them? I don't know why I sound like Arnold now. now Get back Austrian. in there. You're Austrian now. Get back into the war. I don't give a fuck that you only have one leg and one eyeball. Get to the chopper. Then we don't even have those. Oh, yeah. Only the Germans have the chopper. We don't know about it. Yeah. They have the Glock. Yeah. The Das Verstenstein makes me want to sing Ramstein. Du, du hast the best thing to come from Germany. Ramstein, and I, you know what the worst thing to come from Germany is? What sauerkraut? That is I don't mind nasty that. ass shit. I don't mind a little bit of it on a Reuben, like a little like bit, Rubens. not a lot. I don't like Reubens. I'm I'm a picky eater. I know you're like the. It's like you're as close like. You're the guy that eats chicken tenders and fries, but just not chicken tenders and fries. Like, you will actually eat some vegetables. I'll give you that. I will eat some vegetables. Not asparagus or Brussels sprouts. I love asparagus and Brussels sprouts. You can take Brussels sprouts and shove them up your ass. I would. You can rub the way them, I on make your, them on your taint. The way I, I make care. them, I like to bake them with some olive oil and some seasonings. And then throw some you, some balsamic vinegar and some Parmesan over them. And you then are broil not allowed them. to eat Brussels sprouts in my presence. Why? Because. Why? I don't want to have to repaint these walls. Oh, I do get I do be getting farty. That would be I would turn I would that'd be torture. Mm-hmm. So um he th- he thought that he didn't get accepted into the college because of his dad's war record. Uh, when in fact he just got outperformed by other students that applied. Typical kid. Yeah. Know, blaming somebody else for his mis so he didn't en- try to enroll in any other schools. Instead, he traveled to the city of Kursk, where he worked as a laborer for three months before in the year of 1955, the year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christmas. He enrolled in a vocational school, excuse you, with the aim of becoming a communications technician. That same year, he formed his first serious relationship with a local girl two years his junior Going for the younger, what? How old was he? Uh, this time? he was like eighteen or nineteen? No, like nineteen. That'd be eighteen just to get some ass. I mean, seventeen, nineteen, especially. You know, uh, if this situ- well, not in this situation. The only way I could I could get behind it is if like they went to school together and like they had been together for like four years before that, like that. Okay, I I might be able to understand that. This is goes to my theory that to save the world. The young ladies need to give it up more often because a guy that does not get ass at a young age. Oh, it's going to get better. We're, we, you should might as well becomes, just save the funnies for this be, next sentence. If you, a guy's not getting laid in high school, he either becomes a serial killer, Bill Gates, or Mark Zuckerberg. Well, here you go. It gets even better with these last two uh, sentences from this paragraph. On three occasions, the couple attempted intercourse, although on each of those occasions, Andre Chikatilo was unable to sustain her erection, and after 18 months, she broke off the relationship. I don't blame her a bit. So she broke it off because he couldn't break it off. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? A lot longer than she was sitting on <laughs> his. Uh, you know, that's just, 
There's other things he can do. We're not going to get graphic because we are family. Sticks. Popsicle sticks. Well, there's other things other than that. We're not going to. We're a family friendly show. We're a family well, that pop, fucking that friendly show. Have you here. seen that shit? Why? For guys, the, the guy, some guys that have problems with that, now they'd like put like basically a balloon in your fucking dick. Oh, no. And you like pump it up. And it's, dude, it's like a fucking, it's like a, a, a blood pressure test. You pump it up and then you release it when you're done. No. I no. I would just always keep it pumped. I'd be no. walking around like, yeah. Nobody's getting. You can barely tell still. Any, anywhere close to my twig and berries with any sharp objects. Fair enough. So, um, jump ahead a little bit. Um, when he completed his two-year vocational training, he actually relocated to the Urals city of Nizhny Tagil to work upon a long-term construction project. And while he was living in Nizhny Tagil, he also undertook correspondence courses in engineering with the Moscow Electrotechnical Institute. Yes. See? The Electrotechnical Moscow Institute Tech. of Communication, yeah. Uh, he worked in the Urals for two years until he was drafted into the Soviet Army in 1957. Bad year for going into the Russian Army. Great year for Chevy Bel Airs. Yes, very true. Mm. <laughs> uh, he, he performed his compulsory military service between 1957 and 1960, assigned first to serve the, the, with border guards in Central Asia, then to a KGB communications unit in East Berlin, where his work record where uh, record where his work record was unblemished and he joined the communist party shortly before his military service ended in the year of 1960 pretty normal shit minus all the communism really well but normal for that <laughs> communism oh yeah normal for that oh yeah for him he was yeah. probably a fucking g back then everybody's like john's ray he's got it figured out man He's just fucking killing it his dick don't work but he's killing it <laughs> he went to moscow tech <laughs> My cousin went to Moscow Tech. Guess who my cousin is now? Little guy named Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I don't know. Why do I sound like Gru all of a sudden from Despicable know. Me? Your your impersonations are all over the place. They so really are. <laughs> so when he completed his service in the military, he returned to his native village to live with his parents. Why? Unless your mom's dead and it's just your dad. Your dad seemed kind of cool other than his weird taint. So tainted, tainted, tainty, tainter, whatever. Fucking gooch. Who gives a shit? That's a great one too. Gooch. Do you know there's a gooch catfish? I was not aware of this. They're gnarly. They get big and they have teeth. Nice. My gooch got teeth. Most do. <laughs> My gooch bit a young girl's arm off. <laughs> we are so freaking immature. <clears throat> so. When he moved home, he briefly worked alongside his parents at the collective farm. They were still doing that thing. We're moving on up. Um, he soon became acquainted with a young divorcee. Um, oh, rebound. Never good. Yeah. Now, their three-month relationship ended after several unsuccessful attempts at intercourse, <sighs> after which the woman innocently asked her friends for advice as to how he might overcome his inability to maintain an erection. As a result of this, most of his peers discovered his impotence. That sucks. And people think social media is the devil. It's not something you want to get. Well, in today's world, it's not a big deal. We have a lot of remedies for this shit now. Yeah. 
And honestly, if I was like, if I had that problem, I would probably just go with the shout it from the rooftops. Wait, I would literally just like, as soon as somebody found out, I would just walk into my like school or work and be like, look, my dick don't work. My gooch has teeth and my dad's taint is fucking bad. <laughs> what of it? My mom's a bitch. Life. My sister's half German. Don't ask. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Like, wait, why? Wait, I know you said you don't want to talk about it, but why is your sister half German? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but it's just one of those things. I mean, you got to take control of the situation. You got to yeah. turn the negative, take ownership of it. Yeah, be like, hey, my dick, my, I might not be able to keep my dick hard to have sex, but I can helicopter dick all <laughs> the time. To impress a chick, helicopter dick. You don't want it getting hard anyway. Yeah, I can't helicopter dick. If anything, it's like that, you know, that fucking hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. Oh, God. All right, where was I? I have no idea. Uh, That's a picture I'm never getting out of my head. Now, um, flash forward a little bit here. In a 1993 interview regarding that incident, Andre Chikatilo himself stated, quote, Girls were going behind my back whispering that I was impotent. I was no I was so ashamed. I tried to hang myself. My mother and some young neighbors pulled me out of the noose. Well, I thought no one would want such a shamed man, so I had to run away from there, away from my homeland. So your dick was so broke that you had to run away. What brings you to this particular train car, Mr. Chikatilo? Dick don't work. Dad's got a taint. <laughs> Well, let's see. You talk about your dad's taint a lot. It's called a lot of problems. <laughs> um, just for he hasn't found what gets him off yet. A little foreshadowing here. Bum bum bum. Um, so after several months, Andre Chikatilo found a job as a communications engineer in a town located north of Rostov on Don. That one sounds like Russian mixed with Vietnamese. Rostov on Don. You see, you can get away with that joke. I can't. I'm not Vietnamese, but you're Asian, so. I mean, let's be real. Like, I have, I, I've difference? met plenty of Vietnamese. I had Vietnamese neighbors. I have no problem with the Vietnamese, but it is a unattractive language. I don't think I've ever had Vietnamese food. I don't think it's good. Is it? Yeah, I went to a party at their house one time. They live behind me. They're about. They were refugees. They got. There was a bunch of them. I don't think I've ever. And actually, it was really. It was kind of. They kind of freaked me out there for a minute because I was real young, and like first off, none of them. I think one of them spoke a little bit of English when they moved in. Because like I said, they were they were Vietnamese refugees. But they had this like babysitting thing, which who knew there were so many Vietnamese people in my area because that was like exclusively whose kids they watched. And the lady that watched them was like super nice but super mean. And she was mute. It was terrifying as a small child. She would literally like you remember those fucking I don't know what brand they were, but like you remember those uh they were kind of like big erector sets, <laughs> but like it was like those yellow. Andre didn't have one of those. It was like those yellow tubes, and then there was like different joints yeah. and stuff. You know what I'm talking about, yes. dude? This bitch, like I'd be playing with this little kid named Dunn, or like his, like his other. There was other. Some of the kids spoke English pretty well, and like we'd be playing on the on our swing set because it was between like our swing set was between the houses because their house was behind mine. So like we, we would play with the kids that live next door. 
And like she, dude, and I'm not trying to sound like a dick here and make fun of anybody with a, a disability, but like as like a fucking six year old kid, you know how terrifying it is to see a fucking Vietnamese bitch in like non unmatching flip flops come fucking rolling out of the garage with one of those yellow fucking toy tubes, like. And she would like fucking whack these kids on the back of the legs and they'd like be like, I gotta go. And I'm like, why are you acting like this is normal? She just hits you with a toy and is just screaming at you. It was like that fucking Whitaker's video. The West Virginia family. Ah! Oh, <laughs> like it was. It was like, I'm not trying to be mean. It was fucking kind of terrifying, though. What? I'm Six. just watching all this, not understanding what mute is at the time. I didn't know that that was a thing. At six, a lot terrifying. That's what I'm saying. Your dad's taint? Like, <laughs> a helicopter? Ah, helicopter? Uh, See what I did there? All right. I saw it. Oh, you're gonna. Let me go get my glasses. It's a magnifying glass. My readers, 2.5 magnification. I don't know how the shit, I've never understood how, is it just the higher the number, the more the magnification? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. So he relocated to the Russian SFSR in 1961, renting a small apartment close to his workplace. That same year, his younger sister, Tatiana, finished her schooling and moved into his apartment. Um, his parents would later relocate to Rostov, the Rostov region shortly after that. Um, but Tatiana lived with her brother. I'm going to say it like that every time. Tatiana sounds like she's hot. Bust down, Tatiana. Um, she lived with her brother for six months before she married a local youth and moved into her in-law's house. Um, and w in the time that she lived with her brother, she didn't really have anything to remark on as far as weird behavior other than him just being really shy. Which your dick don't work, and you like fucking. You're not gonna be outgoing. You your dick don't work. You might have seen your mom get raped by a German soldier, and your dad's got a weird taint. Of course you're shy. You don't know what to make. No, you don't know up up from down. Hard life. It's a hard, hard, hard knock life for us. So in 1963, Chikatilo married a woman named Feodosia Adnacheva. That's a good Feodosia. That not to be like a, not to be confused with foot fungus or something. Theodosia of Chance the Rapper fame. Good song. I can't remember the full name of the song, but it's a good song. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he married Theodosia Adnacheva, to whom he had been introduced by his younger sister. Now, according to him, although he was attracted to Theodosia, his marriage was effectively an arranged marriage. That occurred possibly less than two weeks after they met, and in which the decisive roles were played by his sister and her husband. Really? So he got cucked by his little sister and her husband, I guess, in a way. So basically, T to B, top to bottom, family fuckery. A lot of it. Uh, Half-sister possible rape, baby. Not a joke. I'm not making this for funnies. That's fucking terrible. We're being serious. Uh, mom's a bitch. She's a possibly because of that. <laughs> Don't blame her. Dad's taint. Moving on. He later claimed that his marital sex life was minimal 
and that after his wife understood he was unable to maintain an erection, they agreed that he would, they would, sorry, she would conceive by him ejaculating externally and pushing his semen inside of her vagina with his fingers. They created fisting. (laughs) So, yeah. You got to do, I admire the ingenuity. That's it though? Like you couldn't do better than that? You couldn't like spoon it in there. What about turkey baster? That's what I was going to say because I'm pretty sure that's still to this day. What the the fuck? But isn't that still not how they make test tube babies? Which is like an old empty, like you fucking rinse out a Gatorade bottle and like give it a couple flicks to get the water out and then you just turkey baste an egg and some some baby gravy in there? Maybe. Next thing you know, baby. Is that how it works? I think so. Okay. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 just as good as a baby that comes out of your wife's butthole. That's not where it happens. It's not what I heard. Well, actually, if there's enough rippage, it will become of one the of the perineum. They become one of the same. Or perineum, however, it's fucking pronounced. And the the doctor, the person delivering, doesn't like it when you say stick your finger and say sew it up to there, doc. Well, now they don't have a sense of humor about that. See, shit. this is this is an interesting point though because. Have you, at least in your younger years, did you hear the, the the whole thing of like sperm can't survive outside of the body? Uh, I mean, for a certain amount of time. So he would shove his love juice up inside of his wife and then go figure. In 1965, Theodosia gave birth to a daughter named Lyudmila. So it worked. Four years later, in 1969... A son named Yuri. He was wanking it and stuffing a lot. He stuffed two babies inside of his wife in a four-year period. I admire the ingenuity. Yeah. Like, Them so, Russians, hard motherfuckers. So this co- we will come to find out that this guy's a piece of shit, and you're telling me he stuffed two babies in his wife, literally? And there's people that can't conceive that are great loving parents. And did you see any pictures of this guy? I just... Oh, my God. He's awful. Not a looker. Awful. Not a pretty man. Dude, he looks like... He looks like... What was the guy's name? The magician or whatever the fuck from Game of Thrones? The magician. Oh, the the maester? No. The the one that could... Like, in the tower? The one that stole Khaleesi's dragons? The bald guy? Oh, yeah, That's what he looks like. He looks like that guy if his dick didn't work. (laughs) And of course his dick didn't work. He was looking at his dad's taint his whole childhood. He looked at his dad's taint so much it kept him from going to college. Couldn't instead even of get going to, to Moscow Community College. Instead of going to state, he got to, he went to tech. Loser. So uh Andre Ticatillo eventually chose to enroll as a correspondence student at Rostov University. He went to all kinds of places. He's a well He's a Van Wilder of Russia. He or the Burt Kreischer. He's the machine. He's the literally. He's the helicopter dick machine. Uh, uh, so that was in 1964, and he studied Russian literature and f- philology. Philology is that different than philosophy? I'll be honest. I don't know what the fuck that is. We're gonna Google that too. Google philology. That was one of the ones that I I figured. Let's get a reaction live on that one because I've never heard that term. Philology. Philology. That's it's the study, study of, of Phil. Phil. <laughs> Oh, my God. We're so stupid. Um, Philology, the branch of knowledge that deals with the structure, historical development, and relationships of a language or languages. Okay, so it's 
Language arts. <laughs> All right. Language arts for dummies. I like the study of Phil better. <laughs> uh, I need to be studied. You're about the only one that likes that I'm one a, better. I'm a cluster. I need to be studied. So uh, <laughs> he actually obtained a, a degree in both those subjects in 1970. Oh, I'll give him a degree in philology. <laughs> I'll fill him full of philology. Man, there's a lot, there was a lot of alliteration, alliteration going. Fill him, fill him full of philology. That's some shit Tretch would say. I fill him full of philology with no apology. Astrology. Animology. Just start making up words. Fuck it. I, I Watch animology is a real word. I say go for it. Shortly before he obtained his degree, Andre Chikatilo obtained a job managing regional sports activities. What the fuck sports? What? It's Russia, bitch. Dodgeball. It's Russia in the 60s and 70s. Dodge, dodge grenade, maybe? <laughs> dodge human head? Was he the captain of the look at your dad's taint team? Yes. The LDTT? Look at your dad's taint team? All pro. Like, the fuck? So, I guess soccer? What else? And wrestling? I'd rather look at the taint than soccer. Like so you soccer. literally... <laughs> So you literally, okay, so he managed wrestling and soccer. I was like, football. With a U. Um, He remained in that position for one year before beginning his career as a teacher of a Russian language and literature in, here's a, this is a big one, Novashaktinsk, Novashaktinsk, Nova Scotia. British Columbia, Canada. Yes. Nova Scotia. Oak Island. Nova Kosha Stink. <laughs> it's, it's legitimately hard to. N O V O S H A K H T. Nova Shkostinsk. Works for me. That's not a city. That's a somebody. Whoever wrote whoever wrote the name of this city was having a stroke, and that's just what fucking came out of the typewriter. I mean, it doesn't look any easier upside down. That word on paper is longer than my dick in person. What are you talking about? It's an onomatopoeia. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So he was largely ineffective as a teacher, although knowledgeable in the subjects he taught. He was seldom able to maintain discipline in his classes and was regularly subjected to mockery by his students, who he claimed took advantage of his modest nature. No, you were a cuck. He was beta. And that's okay. He was a true beta. Yeah, probably not the best, which could work in other countries that aren't Russia. When you're teaching nine-year-olds that fight bears and, like, drink vodka while they're, like, smoking cigarettes. Like, they drink, chug bottles of vodka while they're smoking a cigarette in each nostril. Like, <laughs> you can't be a bitch of a teacher. No. Like, you got to be, like, like, <laughs> it's funny, Octavia. And then, like, shut up in my class. And then just fucking, like, that big, like, you know, that big fucking, like, Aladdin sword. <laughs> goes flying by the kid's face and sticks in the wall behind him. I'm sorry, sir. You shut the fuck up. We're doing the math. If Tatiana has two pussy, not communist slaves, and she kills one, how many goats can she get for the last one? Simple fucking question. 
Okay, so we're going to jump into it. We're going to dive in now. Where shit starts going off the rails. Yeah. So in May of 1973, Andre Chikatilo committed his first known sexual assault, assault upon one of his pupils. Oh. Yeah, he... he First, well, he's... Did you say what grade he taught? Was it, it secondary I, I don't have it down here. I mean, I, not that it really fucking matters, I guess. Well, I mean, if we're going to be real, I would hope... Like, if you're going to be fucking around with your students, I would hope it's at least university, as they call it in Europe. I mean, or a senior Because don't they call school. college... Or at least in the UK, isn't college, high school, and university is college? I, I have no idea. I don't know. Like, just fucking... You do, say it right, like Americans... Yeah, because stop using millimeters. Measuring freedom, <laughs> measuring freedom. Fucking idiots. Put preservatives and hormones in your food. Become fat and dumb. Get low T and <laughs> become pretty much. Hey, we might be fat and dumb, but at least our fucking leaders aren't reptiles. No, they're just dead. Yeah, we can get burning. Hey, you got to have a pretty great country of fucking uh, Rammstein. Speaking of Rammstein again, they made a song called America. It's not really glorifying it. We're all living in America. It's wunderbar. What a great word. So, again, nineteen May 1973, Andre Chikatilo sexually assaulted one of his pupils. Right. He must be flexible. <laughs> <laughs> He was trying to look at his taint. <laughs> so, Poked himself in the eye. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So in this incident, he swam towards a 15-year-old girl and groped her breasts and genitals, ejaculating as the girl struggled against his grasp. Well, see, when you can't stay hard for very long, you've got to come quick. Out of that whole <laughs> fucking sentence, that's what you gathered from it. Yes. Nothing about maybe don't grope your the kids that you teach. And also, don't be in the fucking pool with them. Just weird. What is it like? Okay, we've done mathematics. We have now done the history of the last 10 years. Because before that, if you talk about it, I kill you. You know what time that is now? It's time for lunch and then swim class. <laughs> maybe he was the PE teacher and the math teacher. Possibly erect. Yes. I don't know. So months after this, Andre Chikatilo sexually assaulted and beat another teenage girl who he had locked in his classroom. Now he's just being a dick. He was not disciplined for either incident. What's Russia? What the fuck? Yeah, and you expect people to not think your country's fucked up. Like, what do you mean he wasn't wasn't punished for that? Did you high-five him? Even the women have to be made hard. Like, what the fuck? You're in the principal's office or whatever the fuck you call a principal in Russia, and they're like, they're like, I can't believe you've done this. Student, go back to class. I'll handle this. High five. Nice tits, right? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I've been looking at them too, Andre. Don't worry about it. Like, what the fuck is this shit? So he was also not punished for the occasions in which fellow teachers observed Andre Chikatilo fondling himself in the presence of his students. Well, we do that here in America, apparently. Did some teacher here locally got caught for that? Oh, there's a teacher when, at my school while I was in that school that got fucking disbarred for that shit. Or for flirting and texting, and I think she gave a pair of her underwear to a student. 
Oh, I'm okay with that. See, then I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down this road because it, it. It's a fine line, and it's like I get it's it's for some reason it's more acceptable, but it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems more broadly accepted if a male student bangs a teacher, than vice versa, and it shouldn't be because it's just not cool. Get off way. your high horse, but Britta. no. It like really, it's like it shouldn't be more or less either way. Like you, it's just like a doctor. Like if you're gonna be a doctor and you're on Instagram live, like yeah, this fucking stupid idiot's got brain cancer, and this and this and this and this. It's like no, breaking some oaths there, bud. Well, I'm just saying, a 16, 17, 18 year old boy is trying to fuck everything. True, and I'm not saying like. I don't fully disagree because, like, if I was that kid when I was in school, I'd have been getting an A in that class. But, like, for it to be just overall socially more acceptable, it's just, like, it, it's... it's And it's actually, that philosophy is kind of sexist. Yeah. Because, well, no, your philosophy is kind of sexist. Why? Well, you... Th- well, no, my philosophy is kind of sexist now that I think about it. Yeah, because I, like, I just, like, either way, at the core of it, it's not right no matter what. Well, see... Here's the fucking problem. You want to solve this shit, or not solve it, but put it remote little, learning. No, a little dent in it. Don't hire twenty two year olds to teach fucking seniors. I don't disagree. Like I had a super hot like student teacher for a gym class in high school. Yeah, don't teach a twenty two year old girl or male to teach in high school, especially seniors. But at the same time, you should. At the same time, you should be able. You would hope that you could trust that adult person and not try to bang their students. It's twenty a twenty two year old. They're still fucking idiots. Oh, I agree. But like, you would think if you're trying to become a teacher, you would hope that they have a better fucking head on their shoulders than that. Which clearly he did not. Well, it's like that one chick down in Kentucky that was banging. Didn't they get married? She married a student. She was fine. She was a smoke show. I'm like, dude, good job. You nailed that good fucking for you. All right, let's get back to the story. We've had way a lot of sidebars tonight. This could end up being a two-parter. Yeah, because I don't even know if we're going to have time for an after sh- or the what the fuck. I mean, we can it? always do it like tomorrow afternoon after you get off work or something, too. We're going to have to do what the fuck Wednesday tomorrow. Or Friday night. Or Patreon. Because we're going to be running late tonight. Um, and I'm about to piss you keep fucking stopping <laughs> Rambling. <laughs> Excuse me. So one of Andre Chikatilo's duties at this school was ensuring his students who boarded at the school were present in their dormitories in the evenings. We are, it's already fucked. Like, you don't even have to go any further than that, knowing this guy and knowing what we know to this point, to be like, oh, joy. Let's talk about the happy guy. Go- I bet you he tucked them in and gave them fucking warm glasses of milk every night. Was he... uh Equal opportunity? Male and female? Not really. Not. I mean, I have the whole list of victims at the end of this. We can go through it, but as far as I remember, they were all female. Or almost all female. Okay. So, excuse me. I lost my place. Okay. On several occasions, he was known to have entered the girls' dormitory in the hope of seeing them undressed. 
By his own admission, by the mid-70s, his desire to view naked children drove him to loiter around public toilets where he frequently spied on young girls. He also purchased chewing gum, which he gave to female children he encouraged in efforts to initiate contact and gain their trust. You all right there, Killer? No, she's probably hungry. I should have fed her before. (laughs) He's also known to have sexually assaulted at least three girls whom he encountered via this method. Good job, Wrigley. We way to be juicy fruit, you fucking cocks. So, in response to the increasing number of complaints lodged against him by pupils, the director of the school summoned Chikatilo to a formal meeting and informed him he should either resign voluntarily or be fired. Fuck that. Phil's not on the mic, but I'm assuming he's going to say fuck that too. Just fire his ass, dickhead. You're the fucking headmaster, whatever the fuck they call him in Russia. The czar of the school. School czar. Tsarsipal. Prince czar. I don't fucking know. Now Phil's getting a phone call. It's all going to fuck. Excuse me. So he left his employment discreetly. Fuck that. And found another job as a teacher at another school in that really long word that begins with an N that I'm not going to try to pronounce again in January of 1974. He lost that job as a result of staff cutbacks in September of 1978 before finding another teaching position at a technical school at not a technical school. Let's give it some fucking the kudos it deserves at technical school number 33 in Shakti, a coal mining town 40, 47 miles north of Rostov. His career as a teacher ended in March of 1981 following several complaints of child molestation against pupils of both sexes. There you go. Does that answer your question? Yeah. There you go. The same month, he began a job as a supply clerk for a factory based in Rostov, which produced construction materials. That job required him to travel extensively across much of the Soviet Union to either physically purchase the raw materials required to fulfill production quotas or to negotiate supply contracts. How the fuck does this twat knuckle get all of these jobs? I'm flabbergasted that he keeps getting hired for, like, decent jobs. Teaching and fucking being in charge of anything. Can't even get his get the old cock and balls up. But he can fucking... Be in charge. I will not pay that much for the wood, Evgeny. Fuck you. Fuck off. I will pay no less than 74 rupees per square foot. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, Phil. You listening? Because we're getting good now. In September of 1978, Andre Chikatilo moved to Shakti, where he committed his first documented murder. On the evening of the 2nd of 20 December... <laughs> On the second of twenty December, <laughs> on the evening of the twenty second of December, fuck! I ain't cutting that out. Oh, uh, you better not. He lured a nine year old girl named Yelena Zakatnova to an old dilapidated hut, which he had secretly purchased. You know, there's a lot of huts in Russia. Apparently. It's Russia, but you think of huts. I would say just a house. I think this a hut house is, is like a, a mansion in Russia. A Are you shitting hut. me? I'm thinking of a mud hut or almost like a teepee type thing. Vladimir Putin's bedroom is the size of our bathroom, and he's big shit. He's probably the richest man in the world. 
Unfortunately, well, him or it's got to be him or Elon. Elon's broke now. He just bought Twitter. Okay. Oh, so he's only got like thirty million or thirty billion dollars left in his bank accounts. I want to know how much he's worth if you count all of his assets. That man sold what twenty, ten, ten or twenty million dollars worth of flamethrowers just to do it. You know why he sold flamethrowers? Because of spaceballs. It was a spaceballs reference, and they sold out in like a day. He's a genius. Anyway, it's amazing. Sidebar, and he's got Aspergers. Enough sidebar. Do you know that? Yes, I knew he was a little on the spectrum. Yes. Um. Yeah. So. He attempted to rape her, but failed to achieve an erection. Kind of just go killer. home. Kind of a boner killer. Just go home. Like, you can't. Jesus Christ. Well, that's what I was going so, How can you be an effective a sexual, rapist and killer if you can't get your you, dick up? If you can't get it up. Exactly. So he attempted to rape her, but failed to achieve an erection. When the girl struggled, he choked her and stabbed her three times in the abdomen while during this time is when he reached climax. So he's fucked. He's he's figuring this shit out. Yeah. So in an interview after his 1990 arrest, Andre Ticatillo later recalled that immediately after stabbing Zakatnova, the girl had, quote, said something very hoarsely, whereupon he strangled her into unconsciousness before throwing her body into the nearby Grushevka, River, her body was found beneath a nearby bridge two days later. So we're starting off with a fucking nine-year-old girl. Dark. Like I said, serial killers are pussies. Well, there's a little bit. There's more. There's a. There's some decent information on some of these, which is I enjoyed. Not, not enjoyed, but like it makes it makes for a a more rounded off story. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where it's like as whereas like Pee Wee Gaskins are like he might have killed thirteen other women. Like I'll say, like six pages of that is just the list of victims. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, there's we're definitely going to make this a two-part. Well, we're, we're we're in a we got a good number of victims by the end of this. I think it was fifty-two. Thereabouts, yes. From what I spoiler said. alert. So, uh, numerous pieces of evidence linked uh, Chikatilo to Zakatnova's murder. Uh, spots of blood were found in the snow close to the fence facing the house that Chikatilo had purchased. Uh, neighbors had noticed, noted that he had been present in the house on the evening of the 22nd of December. Um, her school backpack had been found up on the opposite bank of the river at the end of the street, indicating that she had been thrown into the river at that location. Duh. And a witness had given police a detailed description of a man closely resembling Andre Chikatilo who she had seen walk, talking to Zakatnova at the bus stop where the girl had last been seen alive. Now, despite that, a 25-year-old laborer named Alexander Kravashenko, who was previously had previously served a prison sentence for the rape and murder of a teenage girl. Why did he previously serve a fucking prison sentence for the rape and murder of a teenage girl? Why'd you let him out? Um, was a, he was arrested for the crime, and a search of Kravashenko's home revealed spots of blood on his wife's jumper, and the blood type was determined to match both Zakatnova and Kravashenko's wife. Hmm. So he got a little butt fucked there. Probably, I mean, deserved it anyway, but they should both be put in prison. 
They should be like, oh, you really did it? You, you prison. You, for some reason, out? Back to prison. So Kravashenko had a watertight alibi for the afternoon of the 22nd of December in 1978. He had been at home with his wife and a friend of hers the entire afternoon, and neighbors of the couple were able to verify that. Nonetheless, police, having threatened Kravchenko's wife with being an accomplice to murder and her friend with perjury, obtained new statements in which the woman claimed Kravchenko had not returned home until late in the evening on the day of the murder. He was confronted with those altered testimonies, and Kravchenko confessed to the killing. Okay, he confessed. Yeah. Then how we... I don't know. He was tried for that murder in 1979... Um, he retracted his confession and maintained his innocence at the trial, stating that his con- <coughs> excuse me, stating that his confession had been obtained under extreme duress. I believe that, despite his retraction, Kershenko had convinced, uh, excuse me, was convinced of the murder and sentenced to death. Convinced, convicted. Fuck me. So yeah. Uh, it did get commuted 15 years after he got locked up. Um, the maximum possible length of imprisonment at that time by this. So, uh, in 1980, Kershenko was retried, erroneously convicted, and eventually executed by firing squad for the murder in 1983. So he went to prison, did 15 years, got let out or got retried. Got convicted again, and then got killed. No. You know. Fire your fucking lawyers, if you even have one. I don't know if you if there's a lawyer clause in Russia. I I'm don't know. I'm not sure about the uh, justice system in Russia. Yeah. So the lack thereof. So following the murder of Zakatnova, Andrei Chikatilo was now able to achieve sexual arousal and, only, and orgasm only through stabbing and slashing women and children to death. That seems a little messy on all fronts. Yeah. And he claimed that he had this overwhelming urge to relive that experience. Uh, You're going to need more than a towel. Now, he did try to stress the fact that he tried to resist the urges, often cutting short business trips to return home rather than face the temptation of another victim. Way to be, bud. Well, you know. At least he tried. Yeah. So now we get to the se- September the 3rd of 1981. <clears throat> Andre Chikatilo encountered a 17-year-old boarding school student named Larissa Chachenko. Excuse me. Kachenko. I'm, I apologize. I'm <laughs> going to continue to You're butcher these Russian these names. Um, she was standing at a bus stop, and he exited a public library in Rostov City, in the Rostov City Center. Now, according to his confession, Chikatilo lured her to a forest near the Don River with the pretext of drinking vodka and relaxing. Relaxing doesn't exist in Russia. No. You're always on. That's you. It's not me. That was me. Email. A stupid fucking email that I'm not even going to read. So when they reached the secluded area, he threw the girl on the ground before tearing off her clothes and attempting intercourse. As Kachenko remonstrated against his actions, when he failed to achieve an erection, shocker, he forced mud inside her mouth to stifle her screams before battering and strangling her to death. 
He had no knife, so he mutilated the body with his teeth and a six-foot-long stick. He also tore one nipple from Kachanko's body with his teeth before loosely covering her body with leaves, branches, and torn pages of newspaper. Kachanko's body was found the following day. A little animalistic, I would say. Yes. So nine months after this murder, uh, on the 12th of June, 1982, Chikatilo traveled by bus to Bagayevsky District. I think I actually got that one right. Maybe. I don't know. Of Rostov to purchase vegetables. Having to change buses in the village of Donskoy, he decided to continue his journey on foot. Walking away from the bus station, he encountered a 13-year-old girl named Lyubov Biryuk, who was walking home from a shopping trip. The two walked together for approximately a quarter of a mile until their path was shielded from the view of potential witnesses by bushes. Whereupon, Chikatilo pounced upon Biryuk, dragged her into nearby undergrowth, tore off her dress, and killed her by stabbing and slashing her to death as he imitated performing intercourse. <clears throat> yeah. It, rails are gone. Oh, we are. So There's not even going off them. They just disappear. Yeah. It's like the fucking Western where the, they're not done with the bridge. Yeah. And we're just, yeah. Yeah. We're plummeting to the bottom of this canyon. So when her body was found on the 27th of June, the medical examiner discovered evidence of 22 knife wounds inflicted to the head, neck, chest, and pelvic region. Further wounds found on the skull suggested the killer had attacked Biryuk from behind with the handle of the blade of his knife. And in addition to that, several, several striations were discovered upon Biryuk's eye sockets. Following this murder, Chikatilo no, no longer attempted to resist his homicidal urges. He just gave in to yes. his temptations. Between July and September of 1982, he killed a further five victims between the ages of 9 and 18. He established a pattern of approaching children, runaways, and young vagrants at bus or railway stations, enticing them to a nearby forest or other secluded area and killing them, usually by stabbing, slashing, and eviscerating the victim with a knife. Although some victims, in addition to receiving a multitude of knife wounds, were also strangled or battered to death. Having some problems over here? Oh, we're dropping frames. Oh, fuck it. We're in it now. You can't stop now. So many of his victims' bodies bore evidence of mutilation to the eye sockets, and pathologists concluded that these injuries had been caused by a knife, leading investigators to the conclusion that the killer had gouged out the eyes of his victims. Andre Chikatilo's adult female victims were often prostitutes or homeless women who he could lure to secluded areas with promises of alcohol or money. He would typically attempt intercourse with these victims, but he would usually be unable to achieve or maintain an erection, which would send him into a murderous fury, particularly if the woman mocked his impotence. He'd achieve orgasm only when he stabbed and slashed the victims to death. His child and adolescent victims were of both sexes. He would lure these victims to secluded areas using a variety of ruses, usually formed in the initial conversation with the victim. Such as, but not limited to, promising them assistance or company, or offering to show them a shortcut, a chance to view rare stamps, films or coins, or with an offer of food or candy. The old, they have a white panel van, is all I want to know. 
I don't even know what they would have in Russia, honestly. Isn't that just a regular car? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty get much. in the get in the, the luxury vehicle. Is van. Or is car that only seats two. Um, so he would usually overpower his victims once they were alone, often tying their hands behind their backs with a length of rope before stuff, stuffing mud or loam into the victims' mouths to silence their screams and then proceeded to kill them. After the killing, he would make rudimentary, though seldom serious, efforts to conceal the body before leaving the crime scene. So he would make piss-poor, shitty efforts of hiding these bodies. Question makes you question his thought process a little bit, but we can get into that later. And then on the 11th of December, 1982, Andre Ticatillo encountered a 10 year old girl named Olga Stalmachinok, who was riding a bus to her parents' home in that really big N word that. <laughs> Not that. That really big word that starts with N that I can't pronounce. And persuaded the child to leave the bus with him. She was last seen by a fellow passenger who reported that a middle-aged man had led the girl away firmly by the hand. Chikatilo lured the girl to a cornfield on the outskirts of the city, stabbed her in excess of 50 times around the head and body, ripped open her chest, and excised her lower bowel and uterus. Excised. I like that word. Yes. I excised. So... Yeah, he cut open a 10-year-old girl and took out her intestines and uterus. A little dissection. Yeah. Not the most pleasant of thoughts. A little rough. So by January of 83, four victims had been killed and had been tentatively linked to the same killer. So they're starting to figure out maybe they they're got starting to get an idea. A serial killer going on. A Moscow police team headed by Major Mikhail Fedisov was sent to Rostov-on-Don to direct the investigation, which gradually became known among the investigators as Operation Forest Path. I was just, just saying, it's Forrest Gump. I'm fucking falling out of my chair laughing. My name's Forrest. Forest Path. So, Fedosov established a team of 10 investigators based in Rostov charged with solving all four cases. And in March, Fedosov assigned a newly appointed specialist forensic analyst, Viktor Burakov. To head the investigation. The following month, Stalmashinok. Oh, sorry. Let me try to pronounce this right because it's one of the victims. Stalmashinok's body was found. Burakov was summoned to the crime scene where he examined the numerous knife wounds and the eviscerations conducted upon the child and the striations on her eye sockets. He later stated that he noticed noted the striations upon her eye sockets and any doubts about the presence of a serial killer were gone. They, at that point they were like hundred percent. We have a fucking serial killer on our hands. Okay. Cause I think, I think that that shit happens a lot more. I, the opposite. I think that people got wise to it in the last 20, 30 years. And I feel like there's a shitload of serial killers in there that just n try to never do it quite the same. They've, they've and there's probably a up. fuckload of murders yeah, that are all linked and you would never know. You know, it's simple. Just mix up your MO. When they bit. just got that one guy in like LA or something. Yeah. He killed a handful of people and then like they caught him while they said he was out hunting for another victim, had the gun on him and everything. Huh. Yeah. 
Uh, so Andre Chikatilo didn't kill anybody else until June of 1983 when he murdered a 15-year-old Armenian girl named Laura Sarke- Sarkeesian. I know that one because I've I, I I know that name because there's other Sarkeesians in the world. Yes, these are famous. Yeah, I can't I couldn't tell you who, but I that's why I know. Her body was found close to an unmarked railway platform near Shakti. By September, he had killed a further five victims. The accumulation of bodies found and the similarities between the pattern of wounds inflicted on the victims forced the Soviet authorities to acknowledge that a serial killer was on the loose. No shit. Good job, Boris. Gold star. Now, on the 6th of September of 1983, the public prosecutor of the Soviet Union formally linked six of the murders thus far attributed to the same killer. Just six. Just six. Just six. Now, because these murders were just fucking savage, even for Russian standards, and the precision of the eviscerations upon the victims' bodies, police theorized that the killings had been conducted by either a group harvesting organs to sell for transplant, the work of a satanic cult, or oh, a mentally ill individual. Oh, of course. We well, yeah, you, you knew that was going to come in. We knew that was going to come in. We have to blame the Satanists. You knew that was going to come in. We, we, I mean, not saying it's right, but it goes hand in hand. When you have mutilation, <laughs> it automatically goes to maybe it was Satanists. Yes. It's always like that. <laughs> Excuse me. Or a mentally ill individual, which, <laughs> duh. Well, I think that's a given. Now, a lot of the police effort concentrated upon the theory that the killer must be mentally ill homosexual or a pedophile and the alibis of all individuals who had either spent time in psychiatric wards or had been convicted of homosexuality convicted of homosexuality. First off, fuck off Russia. That's a bit much. I hate to say it. I think it was probably still pretty much. Oh, there's plenty illegal here. Maybe not in 1983, but definitely in the seventies or pedophilia. They, all those people were checked. And not only were they checked, they were logged in a card filing system. Registered sex offenders were also investigated, and their alibi was corroborated, eliminated from the inquiry. If their alibi was corroborated, they got knocked out. But if you were gay, you're still in there no matter what. Fair. Mm. Well, not to stereotype, but there is a lot of gay serial killers, so. Or gay-adjacent. If you will. And we've covered this because, you know, especially back then, you know, the frustration they must have felt about not being accepted. I can only imagine. Probably drove them to kill. I can only imagine. It's fucking terrible. I guess. Now, beginning in September of 1983, several young men confessed to the murders, although these individuals were often intellectually disabled youths who admitted to the crimes only under prolonged and often brutal interrogation. Well, we, we. Not uncommon. We have our thoughts about interrogations. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of, uh, what was his name? Jesse from... Oh, Miss Kelly, yeah. From yes. West, West, West Memphis 3, if I could speak. Yeah, so along with that, three known homosexuals and a convicted sex offender committed suicide as a result of the investigator's heavy-handed tactics. And as a result of the investigation, more than a 1,000 unrelated crimes, including 95 murders, 140 aggravated assaults, and 245 rapes were solved. So... Some good did come of this bullshit. What? There's no. We must have a bad internet connection or something. Fuck it. As long as the recording's good, we can re-upload it. So, some good did come of this shit, I guess. 
that's a lot of solved cases. Yes. Um, now, as police obtained confessions from suspects, bodies continue to be discovered, proving that the suspects who had confessed could not be the killer they were seeking. Now, on the 30th of October, 1983, the eviscerated body of a 19-year-old prostitute, Vera Shevkun, was found in Shakti. Um, she had been killed on the 27th of October. And although the mutilations inflicted upon Shevkun's body were otherwise characteristic of those found upon other victims linked to the unknown murderer, the victim's eyes had not been in, what is that word? Innucleated. There's a lot of good words in here. Or otherwise wounded. So we have some switch up. I don't know if it's on, call it what you will, if it's on purpose or not, but we have a switch up of what is a known characteristic of this murderer who is unknown to everybody at the time <clears throat> two months after that on the 27th of december a 14 year old uh guacovo schoolboys named sergey markov was lured off a train and murdered at a rural station near that really big fucking word again markov was emasculated fill in the blanks there you can figure out what that one means and suffered over 70 knife wounds to his neck and upper torso before being eviscerated. A little bit of overkill. Yeah, it's really, really, like, primal. Very rage-based. Not Liver King primal. Like, <laughs> no. Jesus. So, next, we go to the next year. January and February of 1984, Andre Ticatillo killed two women in Rostov's Park of Aviators. On the 24th of March, he lured a 10-year-old girl, 10-year-old boy named Dmitry Tashinov, Tashnikov. There's a P in there. I don't know. It's like pterodactyl. I don't know why there's a P. Lured him away from a stamp kiosk in the giant word with an N. And while walking with the boy, Chikatilo was seen by several witnesses who were able to give investigators a detailed description of the killer. When his body was found... Three days later, police also found a footprint of the killer, both, and also found semen and saliva samples on the victim's clothing. Which, damning evidence, but probably not in 1984. So, then, 25th of May, he killed a young woman named Tatiana Petrosyan and her 10-year-old daughter, Svetlana, in a wooded area outside Shakti. She had known Andre for several years prior to her murder. And by the end of July, he had killed three additional young women between the ages of 19 and 21 and a 13 year old boy. There's the numbers in this. Like the escalation is so ridiculous. Well, at least he's, you know, I admire this part of it. I, yeah. Hey, if you're going to, no, I don't want to say admire, but well, like, but I, I, if you're going to do it, like fucking, I want big numbers. If, if you're going to go to, if you're going to, Fucking go to prison for life. Go to prison for life. If you are a serial killer with only a three body count, fuck you. You're a candy ass. I right. don't want to hear your shit. You're not even. <laughs> Jesus. I don't want to hear it. I'm really breaking this down to its basest form. I want double digits. Yeah. You better be in the teens at least. So in the summer of 1984, he was fired from his work as a supply clerk for the theft of two rolls of linoleum. Motherfucker. You're cutting off dicks and gouging out eyeballs and pulling out fucking organs. And that's not enough. You're going to steal linoleum, the worst flooring that has ever been brought. Not in the 80s. That was highfalutin back but then. But it's terrible now. 
Oh, well, it's terrible now, of course. And but... it was terrible in the 80s. You just thought it was cool back then. Well, yeah, you know. Well, I guess they didn't have Pergo back in the 80s. Right. That was scratch off the Newton, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, he stole linoleum and got fucking fired. The accusation had been filed against him the previous February, and he had been asked to resign quietly, but had refused to do so, and he had denied the charges. He got another job as a supply clerk on the 1st of August. They're really on top of it in fucking Russia, let me tell you. Then the 2nd of August, he got another job on the 1st of August. 2nd of August, Andre Ticatillo killed a 16-year-old girl named Natalia Goloskovakaya in the Park of Aviators. On August 7th, he lured a 17-year-old girl, Lyudmila Alexieva, which is kind of weird because that's his daughter's name, Lyudmila. He's projecting a little. Yeah. To the banks of the Don River on the pre- pretense of showing her a shortcut to a bus terminal. Alexieva suffered 39 slash wounds to her body before Chikatilo mutilated and disemboweled her, intentionally inflicting wounds he knew would not be immediately fatal. Her body was found on the following morning, and her excised upper lip was inside her mouth. Nice. Yeah. So now he's getting to the point of torture as well. Right. Because I forget what it's called. That actually has a term in, like, torture and murder. When you do, when you make, like, cuts and stuff like that that you know aren't going to kill, it's strictly for the, I don't know, the the sexual gratification or whatever gratification you get from the torture of a human being. It has an actual name. I can't remember it. So, several hours after Alexieva's murder, Chikatilo flew to the Uzbek capital of Tashkent on a business trip. Steal more linoleum? <laughs> right? He's, he's starting a linoleum ring. What can't wait? <clears throat> what was his job title? Uh, supply clerk. What kind of business trip does a supply clerk right? a supply clerk? Well, it's also go? Russia, so I mean, a big business there is what, like nine people. Honey, I know you're. I'm a janitor, but I have a business trip to go on. I, I gotta go to the Lysol convention. I'm sorry, I can't make it to fucking Stephanie's recital. Jesus. So yeah, so he went to the Uzbek capital of Tashkent. Uh, by the time he returned on the 15th of August, he had killed an un- unidentified young woman and a 10-year-old girl named Akmarol Sedalyeva. No more Russian topics. Jesus. I'm getting a headache for these names. Um, within two weeks, the nude body of an 11-year-old boy named Alexander Chepel was discovered on the banks of the Don River, strangled and castrated, with his eyes gouged out just yards from uh, Alexeyeva's body. Well, where they found Alexieva's body. And on the 6th of September, Chikatilo killed a young librarian, 24-year-old Irina Luchinskaya. She probably kept shushing him. <laughs> Quiet. In the Park of Aviators once again. Now, this section, get this, after all this, you know what this section is called? What? First arrest and release. Yeah. 13th of September, 1984, Andre Chikatilo was observed by two undercover detectives attempting to talk to a young woman in Rostov in a Rostov bus station. The detectives followed him as he wandered through the city, trying to approach women and committing acts of frauderism in public places. What the fuck is frauderism? Google it if you want to. I can't even spell that. I'm too stupid. F-R-O-T-T-E-U-R-I-S-M. 
Just put in F R O T T. I seriously doubt there's very many. What Frotterdam? Like, <laughs> um, so when he arrived at the city's central market, he was arrested and held. A search of his belongings revealed a knife with a twenty centimeter blade, which is seven point nine inches. That's a pretty fucking big knife. Like F O T T E U R I S M. Like, just for people that are watching the live stream, that's what. A three-inch blade? Yeah. If that. Or I say it's closer to six. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the pocket knife I carry, which is, like, that's a decent-sized pocket knife. You know what I'm saying? So that's maybe a three-inch blade. His was seven, almost eight inches long. He had a Rambo. You have no reason to carry a fucking knife that big regularly. Well, I guess it's Russia, so maybe you do. Um, several lengths of rope were found on him and a jar of Vaseline. <laughs> this is funny. Are you the Jim Carrey Grinch? <laughs> that was fodderism. Is the act of touching or rubbing one's genitalia up against another person in a sexual manner without their consent to derive sexual pleasure or reach orgasm? Are you happy that I let you Google that now? I am. That made my fucking evening. I have to go to the bathroom now. Jesus Christ. So uh, just to just to repeat for you. Oh, you actually have to pee? Should we pause? No, fuck this. Keep going. Okay, so just to repeat for you, though, because you can hear me. The bathroom's right there. He When they arrest him, he had a 8-inch blade knife. A knife with an 8-inch blade, sorry. Several lengths of rope and a jar of Vaseline. Did you say fucking Vaseline? Yes. All things that somebody who's up to good has with them. Chill out, fucking Ron Weasley's twin brothers. So, he was also discovered to be under the investigation for the minor theft at one of his former employers, which gave the investigators the legal right to hold him for a prolonged period of time. His dubious background was uncovered, and his physical description matched the description of the man seen walking alongside Dmitry Potashnikov prior to the boy's murder. A sample of his blood was taken, the results of which revealed his blood group as to be type A. Whereas semen samples found upon a total of six victims murdered by the unknown killer thought to be upon a total, or I'm sorry, thought to be spring, Jesus Christ, I just totally lost my shit. (sighs) Throughout the spring and summer of 1984, Jesus Christ had been classified by medical examiners as type AB. His name was added to the card index file used by the investigators. However, the results of his blood type analysis largely discounted him as being the unknown killer. Good job. Way to be, Russia. He was found guilty of theft and property of property from his previous employer, and his membership of the Communist Party was revoked, and he was sentenced to one year in prison. He was released to custody from custody on the 12th of December 1984 after serving three months. Three months. Fucking Russia is killing it. On the 8th of October, 1984, the head of the Russian Public Prosecutor's Office formally linked 23 of Chikatilo's murders into one case and dropped all charges against the mentally disabled youth who had previously confessed to the murders. Making some headway. Did you hear that? Sentenced to a year for the theft from his former job. He did three months. But he was kicked out of the Soviet, the the Communist Party. So there's right. that. Even the communists have standards. Yes. Stern, Stern, Stern but fair. 
Moving fourth. Linoleum theft is bad. Oh, I got rape, st- murder. Uh, I got to stretch my legs a little bit. I know. We're going way too fucking wrong. Never been a problem for me. That's not what Ms. Chickadillo says. <clears throat> upon, upon his release from prison in December of 1984, Tillo found new work within the supply department of a locomotive factory in the big word with an N and kept a low profile. <laughs> Who the fuck keeps hiring this guy for this job? He literally just got out of fucking prison for stealing linoleum. If he's going to steal linoleum, you think he won't fucking steal car parts and shit? You fucking stupid idiots. <sighs> um, do better, Russia. Um, He did not kill anybody. Let's give him some credit here until the 1st of August of 1985. When on a business trip, uh, yet again, a fucking business trip as like a, basically a, a supply clerk. Fancy, I need that job. Fencing all that linoleum. Yes, I need to go to fucking Russia and be get these jobs so I can go on business trips. Uh, but this time to Moscow. We're moving up to the big city. He encountered an 18-year-old woman named Natalia Poklistova standing on a railway platform near Domodedovo Airport. Poklistova was lured off a train into a thicket of woods close to the village of Vostryakovo, where she was bound, stabbed 38 times in her neck and chest, then strangled to death. Nice. Yeah, dude. it's a big thing. And based on the hypothesis that the killer had traveled from Rostov Oblast to Moscow via air, investigators checked all Aeroflot flight records of passengers who had commuted between Moscow and Rostov region between late July and early August. On that occasion, however, Chikatilo had traveled to Moscow by train. And accordingly, no documentation existed for investigators to research. Four weeks later, on the 27th of August, he killed another young woman named Irina Guleyeva in Shakti, as had been the case with uh, Poklistova. The wounds inflicted upon the victim linked her murder to the hunt for the serial killer. So he's not the smartest cookie here. No. He's, 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 he's it's like uh, the interview. I don't think you've seen the interview, but with Eminem, where he comes out as gay on TV right in the beginning of the movie, he's like, I've just pretty much just been leaving a breadcrumb trail of gayness for my I've, career. I think I've seen like little clips of it. It's so funny. He said, is Eminem, Eminem's gay on our show? Holy fuck. So in November 1985, a special prosecutor named Issa Kostoyev was appointed to supervise the investigation, which had by this stage expanded to include 15 prosecutors. Or I'm sorry, 15 procurators and 29 detectives assigned to work exclusively on this manhunt. The known murders linked to the manhunt were carefully reinvestigated and police began another round of questioning of known sex offenders and homosexuals. I, I can't get over this. Like known sex offenders. Yes. And I get that it's Russia in the eighties known sex offenders. Yes. Known murderers, yes. Known child molesters, yes. Just because you're fucking gay doesn't mean you should be like, hey, hey, you you gay man. Well, Mirror. you got to cover all the base, especially when you have deaths of both genders. I, I guess. I mean, maybe mm. bisexual would be a much yeah better term to use, but 
Yeah. This so the eighties. Yeah. Was bisexual even a term? Fair. So at this point, they started patrolling the railway stations again around the Rostov area, and plainclothes female officers were actually put in place to loiter around these places. So they're putting in a sting now. Olga, huh. Olga was getting into it. Huh. Bit boys, what you going? <laughs> so at the request of the Burakov, of Burakov, the uh, detective, police also took the step of consulting a psychiatrist named Dr. Alexander Bukhanovsky, which I'm pretty sure was the name of one of the victims. Did you say Bukhaki? Um, was that what you said? Yes, Alexander Bukhaki. The first such consult- consultation in a serial killer investigation in the Soviet Union. I'm not surprised by that. All crime scene and medical examiner's reports were made available to this doctor upon the understanding he would produce a psychological profile of the unknown murderer in the investigation to the investigators. It's about fucking time. What are we up to? 697 fucking bodies? No, we have not that high. I don't know, but when you get to the point where you're literally just saying, uh, he killed this one this day, and then the next day he killed two more. You're getting up there. You should have done this a long time ago. So he came up with a 65-page psychological profile. A bit excessive, but yes. that's okay. Which, pretty good, though. Did the word gay appear It's pretty it? good. It's It's pretty good. This profile described the killer as a reclusive man aged between 45 and 50 years old who had endured a painful and isolated childhood and who was incapable of flirting or courtship with women. Oh, shit, I'm a serial <laughs> This individual was well-educated, likely to be married, and have fathered children, but also a sadist who suffered from impotence and could achieve sexual arousal and release only by seeing his victims suffer. The murders themselves were an analog to the sexual intercourse this individual was incapable of performing, and his knife became a substitute for a penis which failed to function normally. Because many of the killings that occurred on weekdays near mass transport hubs and across the entire Rostov Oblast, Bukhanayevsky also argued that the killer's work required him to travel regularly. And based upon the actual days of the week when the killings had occurred, the killer was most likely tied to a production schedule. This guy's fucking good. The rest of these detectives need to eat a fat dick and go work at a goddamn Krispy Kreme. This guy's on his shit, though. (laughs) Now, not the dumbest guy. Andre Chikatilo actually followed this investigation really carefully. So he was he kept his ear to the ground on this, which smart. I'll give it to Fairly him. Really smart, yes. He read newspaper reports about the manhunt for the killer, which had begun to appear in the press, which because it only takes so long for that shit to get out. Right. And he kept his homicidal urges under control. Now, for almost a year after August nineteen eighty five murder, no further victims were found in either Rostov or Moscow, whose bodies bore any relatable uh, injuries to this. Now, they did tentatively link the murder of a 33-year-old woman named Lyubov Golovka, found stabbed to death in the Mayaniskovsky district of Rostov on the 23rd of July of 1986. Um, but 
that was basically just because of the fact that the killer's semen type matched that of the killer they were looking for. That was it. Okay. Not very concrete at all. <laughs> so, and the she was stripped prior to her murder, and she'd been stabbed more than 20 times. Th- those two I don't really... The the semen type I take more than the other two. Yeah, but back the other two just kind of make sense. It wasn't like they had DNA. Exactly. Like so, none of them really are damning right. at all in the, in the 80s. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, she had not been dismembered or otherwise mutilated, nor had she seen a mass. Was she seen a near mass transportation? Now, they just assumed that it wasn't what who they were looking for because it wasn't. Some good detective work for once, not by a doctor. So they went back and forth with a lot of shit to this. Like they were, they were looking at everything from the mutilation between male, female, who and when this killer decided to try to hide a body. All of this stuff was taken into effect or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But obviously didn't fucking lead him anywhere. So in 87, he killed three more people. And on each occasion, it the murder took place while he was on a business trip far away from the Rostov area. Good job, I guess. Good, good fucking work on that one. Don't shit where you eat. None of these murders were linked to the manhunt. Uh, his first murder in 87 was committed on the 16th of May. It was a 12-year-old boy, train station in the Urals. Don't know how the fuck that didn't get put to it or connected to it. Um, a 12-year-old boy named Ivan, Ukrainian city of Zaporizhia, uh, and a 16-year-old vocational school student named Yuri. All woodlands, somewhere else, like Leningrad, all these different places. Kind of fits the bill. So in 88, he killed three times. Again. Murdering an unidentified woman in Krasny in April and two boys in May and July. His first murder victim was lured off a train. Boom, boom, boom. Bound her hands behind her back. Stuffed dirt in her mouth. All made sense. Like, literally, just he's just fucking asking for it at this point. And then one of his other victims' autopsy revealed that he had been emasculated and suffered at least 30 knife wounds. All things are pointing to the same fucking place. He didn't kill anybody in, again until February of the next year, where he killed a 16-year-old girl. Um, which, you know where he killed her? Where? His daughter's vacant apartment. Not the sharpest tool in the ship. Yes. He dismembered her and hid her remains in the sewer. As the victim had been dismembered, police did not link her body to or her murder to the investigation. And between May and August, he killed a further four victims, three of whom were killed in Rostov and Shakti, although only two of these victims were linked to the killer. I like him. He's an overachiever. I like it. Dude, He, like, it's crazy. It goes off the rails so fucking fast. So they get to the point where they're kind of they're, they're kicking up this investigation even more. Now several of the trains in the area were fitted with hidden cameras with the intention of filming or photographing a victim in the company of his or her murderer. So we're getting technological now. And uh, in January of 1990, 
Chikatilo encountered an 11-year-old Andrei Kravchenko standing outside the Shakti Theater. Kravchenko was lured from the theater on the pretext of being shown imported Western films Chikatilo claimed to have at his residence. <coughs> his extensively stabbed and emasculated body was found in a secluded section of woodland following in the following month. Seven weeks after that murder, Chikatilo lured a 10-year-old boy from a Rostov train station to Rostov's Botanical Gardens, his eviscerated body was found the following day. At this point is when politicians and the general public start really pushing back on this whole thing. Yeah. And you start getting the pressure of like, dude, we got to figure this shit the fuck out. So that pressure leads to they discover more victims. They enhanced the operation even more and because they'd been a lot of them had been discovered on railway stations oh excuse me uh the lead detective made up a plan to saturate all the larger train stations in the region with an obvious uniform police presence that seems counterproductive to me so october 30th they found the body of a 16-year-old boy. Um, he had been killed on the 17th, which was unlike the rest of them. Long time between. So, killed one more person in uh, November of 1990. They found that body a week later. And that was the 38th victim linked to this manhunt. Gets a little crazy. They started questioning people. They started to get some evidence from back when he was a teacher. So they put him under surveillance in November. And on several instances, particularly on trains or buses, he was observed approaching lone young women or children, engaging them in conversation. If they broke off the conversation, he would wait a few minutes and then seek another conversation with another child or woman. And then on the 20th of November, after six days of surveillance, he left his house with a large jar, which he had filled with a beer at a small kiosk in a local park. Respect that. The, 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 yeah, where is that in America? Got to get a traveler to go. Where the fuck is the beer kiosk in the park here? Exactly. Like, what the fuck? So before he wandered, he did this before he wandered around the giant fucking word with an N, attempting to make contact with the We're children. We're using the N-word a lot in this I know, episode. right? So he's Russian, racist, saw his dad's taint, helicopter dick. There's a lot going on with this guy. Um, He attempted to make contact with children he met along the way of him walking around, and upon exiting a cafe, Chikatilo was arrested by four plainclothes police officers. Now, when he was arrested, he gave a statement claiming the police were mistaken and complained that he had also been arrested in 1984 for the same series of murders. A strip search revealed a further piece of evidence. One of Chikatilo's fingers had a deep flesh wound he had self-treated with iodine. Medical examiners concluded that the wound was from a human bite. Ooh. We're wrapping it up. Don't worry. Um. So... Interesting, I thought. Good call. Let's not, like, maybe find a lie to get that stitched up or anything to make it look like something else. No, nothing. Super glue, maybe? Got a knife. You know. Liquid Band-Aid? You know. 
Just I, yeah, I, just take it all the way up to the shoulder. Yeah, Jesus. Say it was from the you got cut trying to lay the linoleum that you stole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So um medical examiners concluded the wound was from a human bite, and Chikatilo's penultimate victim, Victor Tishchenko, was a physically strong young man. And at the crime scene, the police had found numerous signs of a ferocious physical struggle between the victim and his murderer, although a finger bone was later found to be broken and his fingernail had been bitten off. Chikatilo had never sought medical treatment for this injury. Well, yeah, I have to explain some shit. Oh, they're they're stringing him up at this point. Uh, They searched his belongings, and that revealed that in his possession was a folding knife and two lengths of rope. A sample of the blood was of his blood was taken, and he was placed in a cell inside the KGB headquarters in Rostov. Uh oh! With a police informer, who was instructed to engage Chikatilo in conversation and elicit any information he could from him. The day after that, formal questioning started. The interrogation was performed by Issa Kostoyev. The strategy chosen by the police was to to elicit a confession was to lead Chikatilo to believe that he was a very sick individual. That shouldn't take much work and in need of medical help. That's an easy dot to connect. That's what I'm saying. Like the fuck? Uh, he was a lot of the shit um, that they had already put held against him was kind of circumstantial under Soviet law. Mm-hmm. So they had 10 days to legally hold a suspect before either charging or releasing him. So they had to get this done in 10 days. They did do a blood test, excuse me, revealing his blood type to be type A and not type, excuse me, not type AB, which is the blood that they found on the victim. So due to the amount of physical and circumstantial evidence they had compiled up to this point, which indicated Chikatilo was actually the murderer they had been pursuing, plus the fact that investigators had deducted a blood type of the murderer they had pursued using semen samples obtained from the clothing and bodies of 14 victims, as opposed to actual blood samples, they obtained a sample of Chikatilo semen to test his blood type, the results of which confirmed that Chikatilo's semen was type AB, whereas his blood and saliva were type A. Hmm. Right? Fucking interesting. Now, through this questioning, he repeatedly denied that he had committed any murders, although he did confess to molesting several of his pupils during his career as a teacher, and also produced several written essays for Kostoyev, which, although evasive regarding the actual murders, did reveal psychological symptoms consistent with those predicted by the doctor that did the, the psychological breakdown. Um, they started using stuff against him and their tactics made him get really defensive. And, uh, by this point, a KGB or the informer that they put in the cell with him, he reported to the police that Chikatilo informed him that Kostoyev had repeatedly asked him direct questions regarding the mutilations inflicted upon these victims, which I feel like you just throw in the towel because, like, I feel like they got you. Got, they got you at that point, mm-hmm. which leads us to his confession, finally, which was on November twenty ninth. Um, 
Dr. Bakanovskis was inv- invited to assist in the questioning of the suspect. And he read extracts from his 65-page psychological profile to Chikatilo. And within two hours, Chikatilo burst into tears and confessed to Bukhanovsky that he was indeed guilty of the crimes for which he had been arrested. After conversing into the evening, Bukhanovsky reported to Burakov and Fedosov that Chikatilo was ready to confess. Jesus Christ, that's so much. Um, so they had handwritten shit that the doctor had prepared. And... Uh, Kostoyev finally wrote up a an official formal accusation of murder on the 29th of November, which was the night before the 10-day cutoff to either arrest or either charge or release Andre Chikatilo. The night before they would have had to release him, he they got him to confess. Lucky. Yeah. Like, that's fucking down to the wire. That's like movie shit. Yeah. Uh... So, yeah, that so he 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 then confessed to the whole thing, which it, it's it's long. I'm not going to go into the whole confession, but um, he it, it, it's it's crazy. The confession is long as fuck. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Just highlight it. Yeah, like um, he confessed to all the shit. Uh, like, like just the, 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 the verbiage that he used was just odd, which was one of the big ones that stood out to me. Like it says in describing his victims, Chikatilo falsely referred to them as déclassé elements whom he would lure to secluded areas before killing. And in many instances, particularly though not exclusively with his male victims, Chikatilo stated he would bind the victim's hands behind their back with a length of rope before he and would proceed to kill them and he would typically inflict a multitude of knife wounds upon the victim initially inflicting the shallow knife wounds to the chest area before inflicting deeper stab and slash wounds usually 30 to 50 in total before proceeding to eviscerate the victim as he writhed atop his or her body until he achieved orgasm so there's that where was the quote there's the quote um he also added at one point, and this is a quote from him, cries, the blood and the agony gave me relaxation and a certain pleasure. That's fucking dark. Um, when he was questioned why most of the vic- most of his later victims' eyes had been stabbed and or slashed, but not uh, taken out as his earlier victims' eyes had been, he stated that he had initially believed in an old Russian superstition that the image of a murderer is left imprinted upon the eyes of the victim, but stated in later years he had become convinced that this was simply an old wives' tale, which it was. Didn't they do that in Wild Wild West? I think so. Where they like flipped the head upside down? And, yes. Yeah. Got and the picture. There's, of the, there's another movie. I uh, forget. Got like. the picture of the the guy with the tarantula beard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, it was just dark said shit about how killing them and, and mutilating them, uh, made him feel chills and made him shake all over. So basically he's just talking about how killing people and cutting up their bodies is fucking sex to him. Well, you gotta get, <laughs> off. You gotta get off how you gotta get off. Yeah. So, um, he was, uh, it, they did conclude eventually that he suffered from borderline personality disorder. Um, with sadistic features, um, 
but he was fit to stand trial. And they figured this out because of environmental factors, stuff like that, childhood shit, obviously, which we talked about, his dad's taint. Anybody that looks at their dad's taint is going to have problems. Taints and butterfingers. German sister. Yeah. We, we got. <sighs> That's the worst one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in April of 1992, he faced trial and was charged with 53 counts of murder in addition to five charges of sexual assault against minors committed when he had been a teacher. So they're bringing it all up. You might as well. Uh, he was tried in uh, courtroom number five of the Rostov Preventional Court before Judge Leonid, a big fucking name I can't pronounce. Not even going to try to pronounce that one. It's got a K, a Z, and a V. Leave that fucking alone. Um, so it was the first major media event in post-Soviet Russia. I tried to wall his following. Yes. Um, and slightly after his psychiatric evaluation, investigators had conducted a press conference in which a full list of his crimes was released alongside a 1984 in, in of the individual charged. Um, <laughs> like in starting on day one, they brought him in, in a fucking metal cage. Like we have a picture. That's that, that's how he was in court. Looking crazy as fuck in a metal cage, which I think that's actually normal in Russia at this point. I don't know if they always was, but I'm pretty sure most defendants are in a cage in Ooh. Russian court. Nice. It's, it seems a little weird. So um, in the opening weeks of the trial, uh, Russian press regularly published exaggerated and very sensational headlines about these murders. And they referred to him as being a cannibal or a maniac, and that his physic—he physically resembled a shaven, scald, demonic individual. Not inaccurate. If you saw the pictures of this fucking guy during this whole thing, um, ah, God, sorry, I'm sorry, I have to pee. Um, this shit got so crazy that like the prosecutors would actually were actually known to legitimately tell him to shut his mouth and remind him that he's not crazy while they were questioning him. Cause he would just like all those pictures were from court huh. that you saw of him, like doing the crazy faces and stuff. He tried to, he tried to Charles Manson his way out of court basically is what he did. Valiant effort. Like, I wonder if there was a direct correlation if he had seen Charles Manson shit on TV and he was like, that's what I'm doing. I'm jumping. I mean, I'll be in a cage. If they take me out of the cage, I'm jumping across the table. We're doing this. Let's fucking boogie, bitches. Um, he did make confessions, and then he withdrew confessions from six of the killings. Just six. Just six. Good job. Good fucking whatever. So, long story short, um, it, it went to the point where everybody just... Uh, like the the public and the po the politicians just pushed and they were like, dude, we got to get the shit over with. And then the police actually got like publicly scathed for the piss poor police work that they did over this course of time, which was good. But, uh, so we'll skip ahead to long story short. He got fucking, um, he got, he was found guilty, uh, when he was found guilty on October 15th, he kicked his bench across his cage uh, when he heard the verdict and began shouting abuse towards everybody. But uh, when given an opportunity to make a speech in response to the verdict, he again remained silent. 
He either acted crazy or he did the uh, Marshawn Lynch. A little bipolar. Yeah. He was crazy or he Marshawn Lynch. I'm, I'm just, just here, here to so be, I don't get fined. I'm just here to be sentenced. Yeah. I'm just here to be sentenced. Um, so the judge had the following remark at the end of this. He said, taking into consideration the horrible misdeeds of which he is guilty, this court has no alternative but to impose the only sentence that he deserves. I therefore sentence him to death. So, uh, you know, February 14th, 1994, Chikatilo was taken from his death row cell to a soundproofed room in prison and executed with a single gunshot behind the right ear. And he was buried in an unmarked grave. You know what his last words were? Don't blow my brains out. The Chinese want to buy them. No shit. Yeah. You're making that. You- Dude. Well, I mean, not not verbatim, obviously, but yeah. Huh. That was his last words. Trying to make him profit off this shit. And then uh, just as, you know, to drive it home, there's one, two. Three, four, four and a half pages of confirmed victims. Fifty-three confirmed that's, victims. That's that's what I want out of a serial killer. Well, and, the, and then there's a whole. I have a there's a whole section here. Like this whole section is suspected victims. His suspected is his confirmed for sure is fifty-two. His suspected is fifty-three plus as they count it. So I've had it with the pluses. I have to piss. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. All right, guys. Uh, there will not be a uh, maybe tomorrow or Friday. Or I'm some- down to do it another day. It's just it, yeah, this it's one ran. It's get, we ran way late on this one. Uh, we oh, will God. the what the fuck Wednesday Patreon live stream will. It'll just be what the fuck day. Yes, we will probably maybe do tomorrow evening. I will send you guys an email. Through Patreon, so be on the lookout for that. Thanks to everybody who joined us in live stream. If you are listening to this on your favorite podcast app and you want to see it live, go to uh, com slash, or I'm sorry, what the hell am I thinking? YouTube.com slash Night. Yeah. That's much gooder. Uh, that was a long one. If you want to get the Patreon live streams, go to patreon.com slash GITM podcast. Boom. Boom. We're there. All right. So we will see you guys next week again. I'm so on, I'm about to piss my pants. On Wednesday. We'll see you on Wednesday for another episode and we'll see the Patreon members possibly tomorrow. Be we on, love you. Be on the lookout. Take care, guys. <laughs>